Welcome to the Thursday night cheer. We are holding, we're doing a new part two of what we began last week. A very special discourse on Parshas Tazria in Biure HaZoyhar. Tonight is Zion Ear. So tonight's class is dedicated by Chava Rochel Krintzman. And this is in honor of Moshe Aaron ben Chaim, whose Yorzeit is tonight. May his neshama have a very great aliyah to the greatest of heights. May he chant a lot, a lot of brachas to you, to your family for only good things, mazel bracha, refuah, whatever is needed, parnasa, begashmias, beruchnias, barachatav, Okay, everyone. So we'll pick off from where we were holding last week. Last week we began, now if anybody's looking in Facebook and on uh, YouTube, uh, I don't know if you can find last week's class, you should be able to find the, the actual um, sheets of paper. Oh, truth is maybe I only posted Maybe I only posted the parts that apply to last week. Maybe I did not post the uh, next part. Okay. If it's not there, it's not there. It'll be Teresh Peh. If it is there, it'll be Teresh Abiksav. If you want, you can look it up on HebrewBooks.com. Hebrew look for Biyuri Azoyar. Often from the Mittler Rebbe, and this is on page, we are holding page 290. Okay, so, just the Kitzer, um, he was talking about over here the concept of Shiyuda Tala de Bedulcha, what the Zayar says about sprinkling upon them the, the waters of the Chatos. It brings a Pasuk that is uh, referring to the Levium. By the Levium, it says that in order to purify the Levium, they should be sprinkled upon them the waters of the Chatos. And in the future, it's going to be sprinkled upon them as Rakti Alechemayim Tahoidim, purifying waters. And this was relating, because as I mentioned to you, there was a whole discussion regarding the, the Mitzorah having to shave all of his body hair. And this relates to the Levium, who were also told to shave all their body hair, the Mitzorah, when he gets healed. And um, because of that, that the, the Zohar gets into this discussion on the relationship between the two. And that the, 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 um, this purification process involves shiyudet of talad de which means the, 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 the remnants from the dew coming from the crystals. But in the future, the Zayar says, it's going to be I'll sprinkle you. It's, it, it seems to imply that now and nowadays you can sprinkle the mechatos. But in the future, it'll be something even higher. I'm not going to go into it right now because if you learned last, if you listened to last week's class, so then you would uh, have um, heard this and I'm going to want to get stuck in it. I just want to, I want to move further. But the Nakuda Sadvarim, the point of the idea that we learned in the past, was that there's a uh, 
the, the whole Indian of Taras he discussed, which is, um, brings about this, this, this powerful defilement, is an imbalance where there is the left, the energy from the left side is out of the control. And the, the left is not subdued to the right. The right and the left, the right is chesed, which represents the idea of water, the downflow. The left represents fire. And fire is very, very important. And, very, and the, the idea of the left, of the gavur of the left, is a very, 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 very essential idea, necessary. But it has to be subservient to the right. We find that all across the Torah, that the left has to be subservient to the right, to dominate the right to the left. Chesed has to dominate over Gvura. In the, in the particular case of the Metzorah, which is actually this week's Parsha as well, in the idea of Parsha's Achari Mos, we have a situation where the fire became too intense. The Metzorah is a person, as we learned last week, who has a lot of intensity in his Bina, his understanding of the greatness of God is very strong, and therefore he has a burning desire and a, and a, and a, and a, and a, and a fire in his being to transcend life, to move past all the material and physical elements of life and just to cleave to God. That becomes his passion. But in, but in his haste and in his desire and in his over-intense desire to, um, to cleave to Hashem, he neglects his purpose in this world, which is to illuminate the light down here, which means to bring godliness into this world. Bringing Hashem into this world means to increase the vessels for God. And when the lights coming from the right side are intense, it drives a person to bring divine content into containers, into vessels. When the left side is intense, it drives us out of containers. This is what he explained. It takes us upward an experience of Ratzai, like the two sons of Aaron, away from the containers, away from the vessels. The vessels remain, uh, it's much the same theme that I discussed also in the Monday night class. You have an intense Ratzai and you're not, you're not dealing with reality, you're not dealing with, with a world, with a multifaceted existence, because you're consumed with the burning desire of sometimes even to do what's right, without any recognition that there is there is a world to be dealt with, and God loves his world. And we're dealing with maladies that come from being too spiritual. That's really what's going on over here. And not grounded. So that's the story of a Mitzorah. And because of this, it can lead eventually to an abandonment of our role and our purpose. We are the guardians of the garden. We're the uh, gardeners. We have to make sure things grow in the garden. We have to plant the garden with good things. But if we're, our minds are elsewhere, because we're not happy and satisfied in where we are, but we just want, we're burning up for something, for a more spiritual state of existence, then we neglect, and as a result of our neglection, negative things begin to enter into this absent space. That's what we discussed. That's what a tzaras is. So how do you fix it? The idea of fixing it is You have to come to the Kohen. Kohen is a man of chesed. And chesed, the right side. And originally it originates in the power of chachma, not the power of bina. And that is the opposite. It drives a person, as we said, downward. To fill the vet, like water flows down. And it, in, 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 we explained it in the Mimer, 
It's when you're coming close to God and you're not just close, but you're actually completely, completely merged. You're really attaching yourself to Hashem. You're attaching yourself so deeply, not in a way where you expire. You're attaching yourself to say, where you can sense what God wants. God wants to be down here. That's the difference. So Chachma is even a greater, is a much greater bittel than Bina. Bina is still about yourself, your enjoyment of getting close. Chachma is what does God want. God wants a home in this world. Sends you back down into this world. Rabbi Akiva, like we spoke in the Monday night class. Rabbi Akiva was He goes into the esoteric, but he comes back down. It's all about coming back down here. So you come to the Kohen, the Kohen injects and infuses Chachma into a person's neshama. When he infuses that Chachma, pulls you back down. So, um, and, and this is what he discussed, how the, the, we had a whole discussion of how does Bina turn around and come back down? It can, he brought the idea, if remember, if remember we discussed this last week, is it because the Bina itself comes down? He says there's three levels. In this whole discussion we had three levels. We had a person who's just in a state of, of shuv, in a state of down, grounded, but that's because they never ascended. And obviously a life like that, even if you're doing the right things, it's, it's passionless, it's fervorless, it's lifeless. And that's not the intention as well, just to be a, a, uh, an, ob an observant person observing God's commandments without any life, without any spiritual energy, without any excitement, without any bina, it's dead. Um, that's staying at the bottom of the mountain. Yeah, so you're doing good things, but you're not. So then, that's one level. The other level is that you have a, you have an ascent, but when you're ascending upward and then you're going down, what's, what's, what's pushing down is not the ascent. The ascending energy is only an upward energy. And then there is a, there is a counter force, which is the, the shuv power, the power of chachma that's driving the, the soul down. And since the Chachma is stronger, the, the water is stronger than the fire, so the water overpowers the fire and stops the blaze of going upward and draw and, and, and causes the, the downward descent. That would be um, the idea that the Chachma is overpowering the Bina. But he says the ultimate is deeper than that, is that the Bina itself should do tshuva. The Bina itself should have a change of heart and recognize the importance of going down. That the Chachma should infuse the Bina with the understanding of why you have to come down, why God wants it to be down here. So even though here too it takes, Bina itself on its own can't do it, as the fire itself can't turn around, it needs, a, it needs to be struck by the water, but once it's struck by the water, it's about the, the, the Ratzah itself, the one who has been going up, should, should change and come down. He brought this whole idea, of, that's the idea where it says, that the Eberster takes the tzor, the tzor is the dry, the dry rocks of the desert, which they are, desert means there's no moisture there, there's just fire, it's just heat. And we know that stone produces fire, and that this itself becomes agamayim, this itself becomes water, it's like an ishapcha, it's, 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 it's a conversion, it's a transformation. Another pasuk he says over there. What was the pasuk um, he brought? Uh, 
Yibaka tzurim bamidbar. That the, 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 the tzurim and the midbar, the, 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 the big rocks in the desert, are blasted open. That's the idea that the water breaks the fire. Breaks the... Vayashka sahoyim Raba, And he brings a lot of water, like God did to the Jewish people in the desert. But then it says further, Vayoytzi noizlem misala. Then Hashem took out liquids from a dry, hard rock. That means that the rock itself becomes liquefied or becomes water. So that's the rotzai. It's like a tshuva in the rotzai. The bina itself is fixed. And this idea that you can enlighten the bina and, 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 cha- and change its heart and change its movement is really what you're looking for. And that's when you have the real sweetening. If the bina on its own is still in an upward ascent and it's only a counter force that's overpowering it, then you're not really rectifying the problem. Because obviously it can, obviously the simple idea would be it, it, it's, it's, the, the danger is always that it's going to return. That's on the simple level. But also I think the uh, concept that there can be a yanika sachitzainim Remember, where there is an upward, a, a, a just a gavura without a chesed down, then gather where the energy departs from, where the like negative stuff can 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 come there and uh, and 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 uh, get get get. We always know on the left side is where the power of the klipa is much stronger. In order to cause that tikkun, so you need to have this mituk. The Gevura needs to be nisakin in its shoresh, that the, the shoresh of the Gevura needs to do tshuva. We're going to see soon, it's actually called tshuva, tush of hay, it's a returning of that hay, hay is bina, that the bina does tshuva. We'll see about that soon. He says, this is the idea of the, 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 um, the tala shiyurid de bedulcha. He says, if you trace if you trace the Bina all the way, all the way up to its source, the power of Gevura, it, it, there, is, there is Gevura as an emotion, there's Gevura as in the intelligence, Bina, and then when you pull it up higher, you, get it in, you bring it into the superconscious, you get to the levels of Keser, and in Keser you get the Pneumius Keser, which is called Atik, and in Atik it's called Gevura the Atik. That's where the real Gevura is really, the Gevura begins. And over there, you need to overpower the Gevura. He says, that's the idea of Tala de Bedulcha. If you look at a crystal stone, I actually looked it up after this year, and if you look at the YouTube, you'll see, um, you'll see um, a picture for, the, for the, the icon of this class. Last, so it's a, a, not tonight's class, but of, of last week's part one class, I put there pictures of crystals where you can see the red tinge. It's a white stone, a clear stone, which represents the, the idea of chesed, but there's a red tinge to it. I mean, as I'm looking through images online, I see there's a, they're called rose crystals. I'm not sure that's what he means, that he's talking about a particular crystal, a rose crystal, or really that redness can be found in all crystals. I'm not exactly sure, but he says the idea that, that there, is a, there is a red that essentially there is a red there, but the white overpowers the red, which is this concept of, of, the, of, the, of the shoresh of gvura 
where it is at its very, very most inner point, um, sweetened or, or uh, pure, um, uh, rectified or, or uh, softened by the chesed. And he says that that's the same idea when we want to rectify death. Also, the Levium, the Levites, they're on, we spoke last week, they're on the power of, they're from the left side, so we have to, basically we have to pour water on them. That's why, what did we pour upon them? The Mechatos. What was the Mechatos? It's the same combination, the same idea of bringing the Metzorah to the Kohen is bringing the Levi and pouring the water of the, what's the water of the Chatos? The Chatos is the red heifer, and the, the water is the special water mixed with ashes of the red heifer. So he brought the idea that the, the red heifer, the paraduma, represents the left to the extreme. Because the para is on the left side, on the, on the, in the chariot, the, on the right side is a lion, on the left side is the, is the ox. The redness shows on gavura. And burning it in a fire is gavura, gavura. And then the leftover, what doesn't go up, is like the leftovers of the of the, the concentrate, if you can say, the concentrate of the concentrate of all the gevura. And then what do you do? You take water and you pour the water on it. And by pouring the water on it, the living waters of Chachma, this is the tikkun in its, in its shorish, the chesed over the gevura. Same idea as the crystal. Where it says, the Zohar says, down here, it is in this world, it is mechatas. Up there, it's shiyure tala de bedulcha. So remember, I'm just going to add one point. He says that the, 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 um, the redness is gavura de atik, the gavura of the, of the ancient one, and the, the whiteness is that it's, it's, it descends into what's called moichestima, in the level of chachma which is inside Keser, and the Chachmastima of Keser is the is, is Chachma, which is from the right side, from Chesed, sweetens the, the redness, the intensity of Gvura Da'atik. And that's, the, that's where the mitok happens, the sweetening happens. That's the, also the reason, and that's what's sprinkled on the Levium, to purify them. And that's also where... Um, it says that the resurrection of the dead is going to come from first of all we rectify death when someone comes into contact with, what do we use the red heifer water to sprinkle someone when someone comes into contact with a dead body which means when one has a brush with death which death is obviously a, a result of gavura neshama going out of the body it's all this leftist movement it's all this disconnect from life. It's not the flow of godliness down here, but this disconnect, the Gavura is getting out of hand. Sin, Klippa, it's all, all connected to these powers that are thriving on the left. In order to, to, to fix that, you bring this special combination dominating the right, bringing life where earlier was death. And ultimately, the waters of the red heifer are here to remove death completely from the world, which is gonna be by the resurrection. Whatever is dead is gonna come back alive. Where is that gonna come from? A drip. Shiyura of Talad de Bedulcha. But he explained there is a difference between what's called Shiyura Talad de Bedulcha. That's when you're operating already in the world of, 
of Chachma and Bina, and you're overpowering the Chachma over the Bina, that's called Shiura of the Du, and, but then there is the Bedulcha itself, the crystal itself, which is this essence of it in Kesar itself, that's only going to be revealed when Mashiach comes, he says. That's the idea of a Zarakti Aleichem, I will sprinkle on you Mayim Tahoyrim, not Mechatos, not water that's meant to purify, but pure water, meaning in the essence of essences, and the essence of Hashem, where the chesed is in its essence uh, um, uh, over in a state of, 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 of uh, give the right word over there, we can't even say over there two things, but he called it mati veloi mati, the, the yeah is, is stronger than the no. The impetus of expression overpowers the impetus for non-expression and pulling inward. And that's really, but at the essence, which is, which is, which is, which is where the essence of life comes from. Okay. This is what we learned last week. And all of this, remember, I just want to conclude one idea. We said that Yaakov Avinu, which is the, the idea of, of the father of the Jewish people, and Yaakov is the word Yibaka. He says Yaakov is called Yesoid Abba, the Yesoid element. Yesod is the idea to attach, coming from Chachma. And what's its purpose? What's its Indian? Yaakov Avinu marries four wives. And we said last week they correspond to the four negas. There's four different discolorings. Se'ez, sapachas, four different colors of a nega, of a tzaras, which is, sim- which is the symptom of too much bina, a withdrawal of Caleb. So Yaakov Avinu marries four wives, means that Yaakov Avinu's ambition and his drive was dafka the opposite. To wherever he can to fill the vessels down here with godly content. It really means simple words. You want to, do, you want to be a godly human being? Try to seek every human being you can reach. Every object, every moment, every element in worldly existence and utilize it in a godly, holy, spiritual way. That's what it is. Not by becoming a hermit and a withdrawal. And it's very difficult because a spiritual person gets frustrated with the world and wants to run away from it. This week, I'm going to actually teach it tomorrow for those who want to join at 12 o'clock tomorrow on YouTube. We're going to be going through the Dvar Malchus of Achrei Mos Kedoshim. Uh, very powerful, and over there the Rebbe speaks about it. The, the, what it says in Pirkei Avos, Histakol Varim. Look at three things you won't sin. That means part of being a Jew, very essentially in, in, in a person's life, is not just me and God. That's the only thing that exists. You can say, ignore the world. It's me and God. I'm going to just attach myself. Not not what Judaism is all about. There is a world, and that world is very precious and very important. That needs to be illuminated with godly light. For that, we have to be grounded. We have to be aware of our surroundings. We have to be caring about community, about people, about Jew, non-Jew, no matter what it is, everything has to be filled with godly light. We have to project as much godliness as we can into the world. And that's why the idea of Yaakov marrying four wives, which represent four worlds, I mean, coming down, lower, anchoring God, not only in, the, in thought and speech, but even into action. This, this is all what it's all about. Okay, now, I'm going to start, I just want to open the air here a minute, and I'll be right back. On page 290,
Negoyim, so to understand with greater explanation the root of the Negoyim. And the reason they come from is because of the departure of the lights of Chachma, the lights of the father. Chachma and Bina are called father and mother, so when Abba goes away, when the father is out of town, meaning there's no father, that's when you get all these problems. So we'll understand this by first considering an idea which we can see from our own flesh. The Hine Yeduat is known, he says something really fascinating here. The Hine Yeduat is known, but not defek, when it, it is known from the pulse. Defek means the pulse. Defek, who I see, is kuf pei dalet. If you take the word defek, which again means the pulse, um, it's the same letters as kuf pei dalet, 184. Gematria 184. It says that this is the back from Chachma. The back of Chachma, that means the name of God that is associated with Chachma, but the hind of it, the back of it, that means the back always means a certain weaker hashpot. It's a it's a it's a limited. It's a more uh, uh, diluted hashpot. That's why it's from the back. A person's front, you're getting their primius. You're getting their internal, more intense light. Like uh, one of the sages said, this that I am greater than all everyone else is because I saw Rabbi Meir, but I saw him from his back. Had I seen him on his front, from his front, then I would have been way beyond you all. But even just seeing him in the back gave me such. I mean, the holiness of Rebbe Meir, even from just a glimpse of his back, was so powerful. But, but the front, okay. So Chachma is what we're talking about. Chachma is the first recipient of godly light. The backside, the backlight of Chachma is basically all the world can tolerate. And in our case, it's very desirable. And that's, as we're soon going to see, that's related to the pulse. We'll soon understand how that works and what that means. It's related to the pulse. But let me first explain for a moment what would mean the gematria on the backside of Chachma. Yudke Vavke, we spoke many times God's name, the tetragrammaton, has different miluyim. Yud is either Yud Vav, Yud can be filled with Alephs, then it equals 45. It's called Milui Alphen. That's you fill the hay and the Vavs with Aleph. Yud can be filled with Hays. That means that the hays are filled with another hay, yud vav dalin hey hey, and then yud can be filled with with yuds mili yudin, and then it can either be sixty three when you make it when the the hays are filled with yuds hey yud hey yud, it's fifteen and fifteen it's already thirty, and then yud is twenty it's already fifty, but the vav is filled with an aleph so it's a mix of aleph. And yud, it gives you 63. Or if you throw yuds completely, you fill all the yud kevavke with a yud. That means the vav is also vav, yud vav equals 72. That's called miloi. And that's the name of God as it is shining in chachma, the highest of all spheres. Chachma, we know, is represented by the letter yud. So, so 72. Now, acharayim means that you reduce the power of it by unraveling its letters. It means you add more letters, you spell it out, and by, obviously, it makes sense based on what we're learning. When you put things into kalim, into vessels, you weaker its intensity, it becomes less. It's like you have a potent idea, and you have to, once you explain it in a lot of words, it like softens it, it's not that, you don't get the punch. Sometimes a very short phrase gives, you, gives, you, gives it to you much stronger. 
like the Mishnah versus the Gemara, the like, you understand it better, but the punch comes in a one-liner. You can, some people have the art, they can take the most, the most profound, and they can say it in such a short, very, very concentrated point. The less icy ice, the more the energy is there. So if you take something and you add all, and you're bringing out all the icy ice, all the hidden letters, you're actually reducing its light. So the way you do it is you do yud, then you do yud hey, but in this case you you put out all the letters. So it's the charaim would be like this: yud yud vav dalid. I'm sorry, we're spelling the word yud 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 vav yud vav dalid. Then yud vav dalid hey. Now I would have to write it out, but I, I, to be able to, to just imagine it. Um, but I think that's the way it is. And then yud vav dalid hey yud. You keep an you create like a pyramid of all the letters, and then you do the gematria. So in this case you'll end up with a hundred, the gematria of the yud Vavke will be a hundred and eighty-four. Gematria kuth peydalet. Okay. And that has something to do with a person's pulse. What does that mean? Chachma, it says in the Pasuk, Chachma tichya. Chachma gives life. The power of Chachma gives life. Why is Chachma giving life? Because God is life. The Ebishter is life. God can only dwell in something that is completely transparent and selfless. Where there is beingness, where there is a, a projection of somethingness, it contradicts God. As we know that the most opposite of God is arrogance, haughtiness. Somebody is a something, God can't be there. So Chachma, which is the antithesis to something, Chachma is called I and nothingness, and as we discussed last week, what's the difference between Bina and Chachma? Bina is I'm perceiving God, but I'm perceiving. There is that sense of self in the perception. Chachma is the suspension that you're not even aware that you're perceiving. It's just a perception without you being there. So we said that's why you can hear what God wants, not what you want. It's that unique power of, 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 of it's the, like water that we said before. It's clean, crystal clean water where it's almost... A, the water, it's almost like the water is so clean you don't even see the water. That's the idea. It doesn't have a self. So Chachma, God can dwell in Chachma. And then, since Chachma is receiving the power of Hashem, Chachma is life. Because it's receiving life. Chachma is not God, but Chachma is the recipient, the first keli. And in Hashem's sphera, Chachma is the first sphera that receives the orain soul. Now Chachma is the source for all the other spheres. But when the Chachma creates Bina, when from the point of Chachma later emerges Bina, yet you, you depart from the Chachma because now you went to Bina, which means you're already coming to a state where there is much more self there. But if the Chachma would go away completely, that means if there would be a complete abandonment of Chachma and there wouldn't be a little bit of Chachma left in the Bina that remains Chachma, then the Bina would be completely cut off from God because Bina is something and God can't be in somethingness, then Bina wouldn't, wouldn't be alive. 
would be nothing there. So therefore there has to remain traces of Chachma in the Bina. That's the idea of Chakein Bebina. In the Bina you have a little bit of Chachma. And so the emotions that are then born from the Chachma and the Bina, when you move forward down to the Chesed, the Gevur, the Feres, which are the, the Bina, is the mother, she has her children, she has the emotions, where emotions are already even more self-centered, emotions are how I feel, and in emotion you feel your, yourself much more than, the, than, than even in the Bina, which Bina is also a Yesh, but in the, in the, in the emotions there is a more, there's a stronger Yesh, there too there has to be a little bit of Chachma. If there isn't a, tra- a trace of Chachma in the emotions, there would be death there, no life. So the idea of Chachma, Chachma carries through, in every Madrega there is a little bit of Chachma, all the way down into Malchus, into speech, there has to be a little Chachma. Obviously, the farther you go, the lesser the, chach, the Chachma's influence is, the, the more the, the recipient is felt, and therefore less life. But we know the Chachma goes all the way down to Malchus. As we know, uh, Chachma and Malchus have a special connection. Abba Yasid Brata, the father Chachma is the source of, of Malchus. There's a lot of uh, Chachma, uh, what is it? Hashem B'Chachma Yasid Oretz, Oretz is Malchus. There has to be Chachma going through all elements, all the way down. In the physical world as well, the first primordial state of, of, of creation, of existence, is Sfira Sachachma. But again, that, that energy has to remain because what does it say? It wants the last, most chunkiest, most self-occupying uh, physicality. Physicality hardly acknowledges God. Physicality doesn't even know other than itself. It doesn't know anything. It claims that it exists without a creator. It's the epitome of arrogance. But what does it say? Hashem b'chachma yasad eretz. Kulam b'chachma asisa. That with chachma Hashem made oil Because if not for that, there is no life without bitl. That's why we see that, even, that in everything in the world there is bitl. As it's pointed out, at least when you look up in the, into, the, into the planets, or in the, you see everybody's bowing to the west. It's the Shekhinahs and the Meirev. That means the creations, even on the lowest of levels, have some level of subservience to God or else they would die. There has to be bit. How is Chachma carried down through all the places in the body? It's because the Chachma travels into the Bina. The Bina is the blood. The Chachma is the life force that goes in the blood. And it reveals itself in the pulse. That's why throughout the entire body, you have the pulse. And the pulse is the nekuda of life, the nekudas of Chachma. But it's not the essence of Chachma, it's the influence of Chachma. It's the extension of Chachma. It's like the rays of Chachma. That's why it's called Acharayim the Chachma. That's why the backside of Chachma is the gematria defek. You think about the Hebrew, you think about that, it's, it's incredible. How literally it's the, it's the DNA, Hebrew is the language of existence. So if we know the secret of the spiritual element of the soul, it's all the extension of life through the, through the acharayim of Chachma, which is the word kufpei dalet, which is the gematria of yutkei vavkei, when it's reduced through the process of acharayim, as we spoke earlier, reducing it, reducing its energy, just its back influence, but there's got to be influence. All the way down to the toes, because without that, there is no life, and that's the pulse. That's why it says, as he's going to bring an amazing thing, that in the pulse, you can get a sense of the state of 
the condition of the entire body medically. You know, in Chinese medicine, uh, they're always feeling the pulse. And they know everything. Uh, a, a, a Chinese doctor, uh, orient, oriental doctor, whatever, China, Korean medicine, I'm sure they're different, but the concepts are, are there in these various different ways. You go to an acupuncturist and people like that, they'll feel your pulse and they get to know about your liver and they get to know about your kidneys and they know about how your digestive system is working and so on and so forth, all by sensing your pulse. But he's going to reveal to us over here that spiritually it's the same thing. Spiritually, you can get to know the condition, the spiritual well-being of a person's soul through the pulse. Because the Chachma is in everything. And the well-being of a person, spiritually, is if they maintain Chachma in every element of their existence. If they have spiritual uh, experiences but lacking Chachma, as we speak, this is the situation of the Tzaras fellow. This person is an extremely spiritual person, but he's lacking chachma. He's a, he's a mitzorah and he's called dead. There's no life there. Chachma tichya, bitl. God isn't there. He's there. He's, he, this, he's overly selfish. He's overly spiritual, but it's all about self. It's, he's going to die. There's no life there. There's no divinity there. Divinity is there when you're listening to what God says. For that, you have to have silence. Chachma is the silence. So therefore, when you're feeling the pulse and you're feeling the, and, 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 and in the pulse you can feel every part of the body. And you can detect, and, and it explains every part of the soul. And you can detect where there is a lack of chachma. And that means that that part of a person's soul or consequently the body is is, and it's interesting how soul and body are together. So when a person has an illness, they really can rectify their neshama. I told the story many times that Rabbi Baruchel of Mezhabuzh, the grandson of the Baal Shem Tov, was known that he would always, whenever he wasn't feeling well, he would go see the doctor. And then the doctor would give him, prescribe him medication, and he would thank the doctor and go home. And if we would forget the, the prescription in his pocket, he would never go to the drugstore to get his prescription, prescription filled. He never took any of the prescribed medications he was given. And when he was asked upon this, I mean, you spend the money, you go to the doctor, you take the, your time, and, you go, and then you don't listen to the doctor, what's the point? So he explained that every physical condition, every time if I'm not feeling well in my physical body, it's because some kind of a deficiency in my soul, in my service to God. And as much as the human being is one human, is one human spirit and body are, are uh, spirit, spirit and matter are unified together. This is my problem that I have, and therefore if my body needs healing, I can, it means that my soul needs healing. Um, and therefore I don't have to go to a doctor, I can heal myself. Problem I have is I have a problem in diagnosing. That I don't know, I'm not good at that. So I go to the doctor, doctor diagnosis. I don't need his treatment. I can, I can treat myself. I just have to find out from the doctor what's wrong. This is the idea. Figure out what's wrong. And, and the Alter Rebbe says the most important place to check is the pulse. It'll tell you everything. And what he says an amazing thing? He says that if you feel the pulse being too quick, and depending on what type of 
again, I'm not a reader of Pulse, I know nothing about this, but I'm just deriving it from the mimer, not from any idea in medicine and in healing, but I used to go to uh, Rabbi Frischman to check my Pulse. Uh, so he, he, you know, always, he said, Are you? It, it's based on the way the pulse The, the, the way the pulse is, a, ba a long, they can be longer and shorter, I guess, rhythms. And he says over here in the mimer, the rhythm of the pulse can be in a way of all the dots. The pulse is like, he says, the nekudas in the olive base. There is a shiva, which is two points, one under the other. There is a tzere side by side. There is a sego where you have three, there's a comet, there's a patach. And he says, these things represent the harayim, the backside of chachma, which is all the, they're all dots, really. But the dots, that's what make up the pulse. And if the pulse is irregular, that means it's very strongly producing a patach or a sego. Each one of these are indicating different elements, different powers of the soul. As we said before, the chachma, the defek, descends into every word. There's the chachma in the chesed, the chachma in the gevura. And it's interesting. He says, where it is pumping strongly, extra strong. Oh, by the way, I don't think he says that in the Mimer. I looked it up in the Arizal. He brings it from Eitz Chaim, from, not from Eitz Chaim, he brings it from um, Sefer Halakutim, in Eov, so I looked it up in the Ari, and if you're looking over, over there, it says that where it's overly compensating, which means the pulse is giving a strong, that's a sign it's deficient in that. There's a deficiency there, therefore it's working extra hard on that. That's how you know what's wrong. Again, it's really interesting. And how do you fix the spiritual problem? As he's going to say, by bringing, by opening up more chachma. Because the deficiencies are always a deficiency in life, a deficiency of chachma. And you have to direct the chachma into that nuance of your spiritual existence. That means a person could be learning Torah and their Torah study can be lacking bittel. It can be very much about themselves. Person can be in prayer lacking the bittel. Person can be in their kindness. Their kindness can be very, very, very self-oriented. Or in their gevura, or in their netzach. Different aspects of the soul where there, there, there's a pagam. And that's where you have to bring the chachma in to fix it, as he's going to explain. In a Marshall, he said, let's read it in time. Sorry, you do it. It's not The word defek, which means pulse, is the same letters as kuf pedalet. is the back of chachma. Then Eser Defikin, this is what I mentioned earlier. These are ten different types of pulse. Which by analyzing or feeling them, one can recognize. And to comprehend by feeling the pulse of a person's hand. What is the sin in which 
they blemish their soul. In Matfika Kamin Kamats, if their pulse is like a comet's hapgam bekeser. That's indicating that what? That the keser of their soul, maybe they have some kind of a blemish in their amuna. Keser is amuna, like in the in the like stated in Eitzchayim. Ratamu. Here he says, but on the bottom in, in, in 57, he doesn't bring Eitzchayim. He just brings Arizal, but not the Sefer Eitzchayim. He brings Tamei Amitzvah's Pashas Vayera and Sefer HaLakutim LaArizal. That's where I checked it up, in Lakutim of Arizal. And he also brings this from Tkunei Zoyar, Tikkun Samach Tes, where this is discussed. Vatamu, and the reason is, Now, how does it work? How does Chachma? get down to the, to the blood, to the pulse. It's very simple. The chachma dwells in the brain, right? The right side of the brain, that's the vessel for chachma. Obviously the power of chachma is a spiritual power, but it resides in the right side of the brain. But the, the, the nekuda of it, meaning the expansive chachma is only in the brain. The nekuda sa chachma goes down into the heart. All the shefa, all the life flow that's in the heart, because we know the first headquarters of life is the brain, second one is the heart. So the, the, <coughs> the power of life, which is the power of Chachma, through, you know, goes down. We know Bina Liba, that Bina is the heart, but Chachma also extends into the heart. And through the heart, through the blood that is pumped by the heart, the chachma that's malubish in the heart arrives throughout the entire body. And the limbs of the entire body. And its first enclosement is in the blood, as it says this week in the parasha, parashas Achrei Mois, it repeats a few times, that the nefesh, the, flow, the soul resides in the blood. Which that blood um, circulates around all the limbs. Ki adam because the dam, that's the soul. Why is the blood so uh, life-giving? Life because it's mislabish in it, it encloses itself, again, from the mind to the heart, in the blood. The mucker of chachma that's in the, in the heart. Shem Ayim Beis the Chachma, which is the Shem Ayim Beis, the name of seventy-two of Chachma. The Shoyrish Adam Atzma, he says like this: There is two things. There is the blood, and there is the pulse that's in the blood. The blood itself, the root of the blood, the blood itself is related more to the left side. Is from the names, the name sixty-three that we discussed earlier. This. For, um, 72, which is the name of God um, in Chachma, that dominates in Chachma, the name of Hashem, that is the, the energy of Bina, is, that dwells in Bina, is 63. Miloy of Yuds, besides the Vav, which is in Allah, 63 of Bina. That's where blood comes from. And therefore, but in the blood, there is the blood, and there is the panemius of the blood, the doifek, the 
the the, the, the koyach of chayus, the life, the more spiritual part of the blood, the nefesh itself, that's mislabish in the blood, that's, that's the chachma. The alkene, therefore, bedoifik shalayad, in the doifik, in the, in the pulse of the hand. The fisha yashoma odis mipchinas acharayim, the abba shabalev, it has from the backside of abba of chachma that's in the heart, nikra doifik, it's called doifik, which defek is acharayim of chachma, as we said earlier, 184, and by feeling the pulse, one can recognize in the pegam, you can trace from there, you can trace the soul itself, that's in the heart, in the, in the manner of the movements of this pulse. Okay. Now he doesn't give, as I told you over here, he doesn't give much explanation. If you look it up in the Yarizal, there's more of an elaborate discussion on this. Now, when you have times where the blood is excessive, and excessive blood means too much blood per chachma. Again, there is a blend over here. Remember we said the more spiritual element of the blood and the blood itself. But when the blood intensifies and it becomes too much heat, too much, which almost means that the, I don't know if we're dealing with too many red blood cells. Again, I'm, that's possible. Too much red, high, yeah, that's what it is. When you have an infection, you get increased, no, you get increased white blood cells. Increased red blood cells, again, I'm not, don't, uh, Don't trust my science. Okay, I, 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 I'm, I'm completely ignorant. I could have checked this up, but it just occurred to me right now. You know, if this has any, I'm sure it does. With the with the red blood cells, too much heat, too much. Or I mean, there's some imbalance in the blood, something negative happening with the blood. This is what causes, in general, illnesses, and this is what causes the tsaras, the leprosy, vahanega, and the nega. As it is known, that the negoyim, the, these inflictions come, the blood in the person has become polluted. There's something wrong with the blood. It's interesting. The Rambam seems to imply, or sometimes in places in Chassidus it says that negoyim are completely a spiritual type of a... a, a uh, uh, illness and it wasn't a physical illness. Over here in the Maimir, it seems to be that maybe it has a spiritual source, as we're learning over here. There's lacking chachma, but it does affect and impact a a, a a a change. It's not just a white blotch miraculously that comes. There is something in the blood that is off. And the way he's explaining it is that there's too much chamimos, there's too much heat, which means there's too much bina in the blood and not enough chachma. The root of all the blood that's in the soul, who believe, is in the heart. That's where, so when you're having a nega in your body, it's really the root of it is a nega, is an affliction in the heart. It's just showing itself in the skin. Over there is the shayrish of the blood and the ayin base of chachma, or the lack of it, as he's explained. But we need to fix the nega. And to heal them, 
ein ikara tikon, the main tikon is, you have to reactionate, you can say. You have to re rechachmatize the blood. From the chachma in the heart. And it will sweeten the blood. For it to be in a good chemistry. It should be good. To get rid of the, the ra, the negative elements that have gotten in the blood because of the and that's going to cause automatically the tzaras to heal. And all of this is metaphoric also for above, that a negah doesn't, when it says a man is going to have a negah, it's not just a human being down here below, there can be a negah up there in heaven as well, which means in the divine, in the, in the cosmic human there can be a nega, and that gives leaves room for for a uh, for an increasement of the koiches, the powers of the impure powers in the world, because there, as we said, where there is a nega, there's a lack of presence of God, but there's still leftover energy there, which becomes a feeding ground for all the klipas. So we have to get rid of that and return the presence of the divine. And that has to do with creating a balance in on the on the higher levels. That the gevuris that's in the blood have become ruined, have become kilkel, they become damaged. The gevuris of the blood that's flowing in the supernal man it originates already from the gevuris coming from bina which became too intense, they were not well um, 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 balanced with Chochmah. So to fix it, by increasing the drawing forth of the lights of Abba, of Chochmah, from the backside, from behind of Ayin Beis, I said before, because only the back of Chochmah is what, is what goes into the bloodstream. That goes into the blood which is in the soul. Just like earlier we spoke in each individual <laughs> particular soul, so it, is, so it also implies to the soul of the cosmos. In the blood of the soul, which comes from mother, from Bina, this will fix the blood, and will turn the whole thing over to good. Which isn't the case when there is a withholding of the lights of Chachma that's in the heart. And it's not the being delivered being withheld, it's being clogged, it's being stuck, it's not flowing into the moichen of Ema of, of mother. This causes the bloods to be very, very um, ruined. And that's the meaning of tsaras. Remember we said from the Zohar, where the Zohar says, tsaras means segiru denahoira. The light is locked. It means it's blocked, it's not flowing. So denahoira love, the supernal light, as we said earlier. Okay, and you're not doifek, and as we said before, it, it, all this is, can be seen and felt in the, in the pulse. And it's not a healthy pulse. There's something indicating a problem. And that's because there's a lack. But when you bring in the Chachma, you normalize it, you neutralize the pulse to be that way it's supposed to be where the Chachma is permeating and pervading every element of the person's. And that's when you're really alive. Alive and healthy. 
Now the, the Alter Rebbe says, or the Mittler Rebbe says, there's two types of Negoim. <coughs> One type of Nega, it doesn't have a simon of Tumah, like white hair and spreading. There's a Nega that does not have a, a, a sign. In other words, there, there's a Nega, and you have to come to the Kohen to inspect it. And the Kohen looks, he sees, it's a Nega, it's a white blotch. And maybe it's white with the full color of whiteness, but it doesn't have one of the signs of Tumah. Signs of Tumah, there's a few things. It can even be um, that there is white here in the Nega, or there is within the white blotch a little bit of healthy flesh. That healthy flesh is actually a sign of disease. We're not going to get into that right now. Or it's spread, he locks, he quarantines him, talking about quarantine. He quarantines the person, comes back after a week to see how are you doing. Elo, mare tohor, the mare, its appearance is pure. I just had a thought while we're talking about this that it says that the Kohen has to come back after a week and check the person if he has any signs, if not, and then finally the Kohen can decide when it's time to let the person out. Now we're in a situation where the entire world is in quarantine and everybody's wondering, what are we going to get out of it? What are we going to get out of it? Well, and they're all, they're, you know, all the big scientists and doctors and, and, and professions and everybody's, and each governor and there's fights between the governors and the president and, 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 and the media and these think we should keep the quarantine and these things we should go back to business as usual and save the economy and back and forth. Guys, no one is going out of quarantine until the great coin is coming. And the coin, whether it's referring to God, whether it's referring to Mashiach, Whatever it is, it's, 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 he has to inspect. Are we ready or not? Did we learn the lesson? Are we balanced? Or we're still off? How this will, how this will apply to the type of off that we're in? Everybody can apply it to their, own, to their own existence, their own life. Especially since we're talking about a, a global pandemic. I'm just relating the concept of quarantine. That to get out of quarantine, you need the coin. But now he says there's two types of negas. There's a nega that the Kohen looks and, and the Kohen says, you're okay. Rabbeis, and there's another one, a goyim sheyesh bem simone tuma. A nega that actually has a simon of defilement. Venikra nega tameya. And then it's called a, the, a impure nega. An impure affliction. And the difference is huge. Almost from one extreme to another extreme. In those negas that don't have a sign of Tumah. If there's no sign of Tumah, you still got to come to the Kohen, he has to look at it. And by just the Kohen coming to the Kohen, already you had your Tikkun. Why? Because the Kohen is his energy, just by him looking through his eyes. Eyes, by the way, are also Chachma. So the Kohen, I didn't see this in Chassidus regarding this, but it makes sense. That just the Kohen looking with his eyes, the pasuk says, "Lachol mare ene yakoin." Koin is chachma, and his eyes are obviously chachma. By him looking at it, you're already generating powers of chachma, releasing the chachma energy. Fine. So the judgments that were there earlier, the intensity, this, the spiritual knots that were in this person, the, the constrictions were very strong. The judgments were very strong. As we spoke earlier, the fire was too strong. It was already sweetened. The yisurim American. And just the pain of needing to call the Kohen and expose your situation, that you have a nega and so on and so forth, that itself is enough 
enough pain, and I think the nega itself physically also hurt. It had the physical pain. This was enough. The nitcho The treatment was done already, and the the the, the powers of the chitzonim, the outer forces that want to, that were hovering around. Now again, the person wasn't tummy yet, so they didn't latch on yet to the nega, but they're they're seeking to. They get they get rejected. They get it's like the exterminator comes, sprays them, and they run for their life. The power of chesed, the power of reintroduction of God, of the divine into that place, sends them running. Achim calls that din who, but it's still din. That's why you have to call the kayan. Should a yesudinim? After all, this person might have been suffering from this nega for a week, and I don't know if a nega appears one day completely white. Could be it's like one of these situations where you like it's in the inside, and then you, you it bothers you, and then finally you break out with it. You could be you're suffering from it for a while, and that was the pains and the sufferings, which that itself cleanses the person. But a nega that's tamei as it is now, it doesn't have any mituk. You can't fix it. The coin looks as it is not fixable. That means that the chitzonim have already taken hold of it. From, from them is already a yunika, the chitzonim are already there, and that's why the person is, um, is, 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 is what's it called again, um, and even the Kohen can't help. The lights of the of father, of Chachma, are not flowing there. The person is too locked and too closed to open up and to inject and infuse bittel, so they have to go into quarantine. And hopefully the quarantine will help them do whatever soul work they need to do in order for them to be able to be fixable by the Kohen. Which isn't the case when you have a pure nega and immediately the Kohen can fix it. Over here, he, the chitzonim, the, these external klipa forces, get, get rejected immediately. It's still din, it's still judgment. It's never tumma, so it's gevura, it's intense. This person was suffering, that's why there was pain. But it was holy pain. It was still, it was still within the realm of holiness. And and this came to purify sins. But the person is not yet, God forbid, infected with a disease that involves impure forces, um, um, parasites <coughs> feeding off his soul. This is called sweetened judgments. Now again, he doesn't continue. But obviously even the person who is sent out and defiled and therefore you know, has to be treated like a full-fledged mitzorah, it doesn't mean forever. They can do tshuva and as a result of that, they will revisit the kayan or the kayan will come to revisit them and hopefully be the only state that they, they, they could be fixed. It doesn't mean that it's unfixable. He uses the word unfixable. It doesn't mean unfixable forever. In their current state, they're unfixable. They need to do whatever it takes in order to get them to that fixing. And with this idea of Ratzai V'shuv, we've explained earlier, which we said, Ratzai is the condition of Tsaras when you only have a Ratzai. You only have an, an intense overly spiritual desire, but you don't have the balancing shuv. When we explained earlier, we said that the optimum is that the rotsay itself, not that the power of chachma should overwhelm the bina and counter the bina and 
push the person down, a counterforce, different. Your ratza is still unsatisfied. Your power, your bina, it's just your chachma is driving you downward. As we learned last week, the main kavana, the main intention is that the chachma should convince the bina to change. And that's why, by the way, I forgot to mention this today, we, we said that when you, when, when, in, the, in the red heifer, the waters with the red heifer, the ashes represent the fire, and the water represents the downward flow. So even though you have to pour the water on top of the ashes, it says afterwards he has to take the ashes and, and shake it that the ash should go on top of the water. Or at least it should be noticeable in the water. You have to see the ashes. Because the point over here is that the bina itself should be influenced by the chachma, not just pure chachma, and it's as if the bina isn't there. The bina is converted. And with, as he's explaining here, the ratza itself, gam ken it too should have a, a change of heart, lipchina shuv, to a state of shuv. The loy diet is not enough, you can't just bring the father in, drawing the, 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 the flow of chachma moichen, and, 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 and he will overpower his wife, he will overpower the bina, that's not what it's supposed to be, it's that they're working as a team, he will, he will bring the bina also to an understanding of the importance of the downward flow. So Yuvam, based on this, will understand. Another passage in the Zohar, in what Reb Yitzchak said earlier. This is very close to what we just mentioned earlier, not just in last week's class, but what I explained today. Now he's going to quote an earlier passage in the Zohar, which is now going to be understood based on this idea. It says in the Pasuk, El HaKoyen, the Zohar, it says, Vahuva El HaKoyen that you bring the Metzairah el kohen So the, the Zohar says, who's the Kohen? Da Kutsheberichu. This is referring to God. Ta HaKadosh Baruch That's the Kohen that you come. Amalei Reb Yitzchak. So Reb Yitzchak says, Ihachi, if so, Amai Vuhuva. Why does it say he should be brought? Vihula. He should be elevated. Meboyalei. If you're bringing the Metzairah to God in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, whatever, we'll soon see which level that refers to when you say HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Before you learn Kabbalah and Hasidus, then when HaKadosh Baruch Hu, all thing means the same, means God. But when you understand that the different names of Hashem represent, all these, this is all very nuanced and they all represents different levels. Whatever HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, it's HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's a high level. So if that's the case, it should have said, Vahela, you should elevate him. So he answers him, like it says, the answer is, just like when it talks about the Oron, the, the Ark, and the Ark of the, of the Covenant, the Ark where you have the tablets. It says that you should put the, the poles into the into the ark. And then once you put the poles in, you're, never, you're not allowed to take them out. But the words the Pasuk uses over there to, to put the poles in, it doesn't say Vehela or Venosan. It says Vehuva. They should be brought. You should, br- you should bring the poles into the Bataboys, into the rings. You bring one inside the other. The same over here. Vehuva means he should bring in, you should bring in the Kayin. Oh, you should bring him into the Kayin. It's not enough that the two meet. It's not enough that the two meet, but one needs to be brought into the other. 
Okay. So what does that mean? What is he answering? What does he say? He's saying, and this is the main nekud, I'm just going to say the main point. It's not enough just to have a, a, a meeting between Kohen and Mitzorah. Mitzorah has obviously got too much left energy. <coughs> you got to bring the Kohen who's going to dominate the left with the right, and that's it. That's not what I mean. It's not enough. You got to bring them mamish together. You got to bring the Kohen into the Tsaras, into the Mitzorah. What does that mean? That you have to change the Ratzai. That the Ratzai itself has to have a change in art. It's not like an outside influence that's pushing him to change his ways. It has to be panemius. It has to be internalized in the Mitzorah. That the, the energy of Bina itself that was racing up the mountain should decide it's time to go down the mountain. Pidish Elakoyin. So now he's going to explain it. Pidish Elakoyin Stam. When it says Elakoyin Stam, Da Kutchubiruchu. Kutchubiruchu is referring to Akadish Baruch. Now, what does Kutchubiruchu mean? Kutchubiruchu means Kadosh. Whenever it says Kadosh, it's always referring to Chachma. Chachma is called Kadosh. Shabbos Kodesh, because Shabbos is the light of Chachma. But the word Akadish Baruch is not just not consist, doesn't only consist of the word Kadosh. Because it's the word Kaddish and Baruch. So Baruch is already referring to levels. Because why is Kaddish Kaddish? Kaddish means that which is removed. Chachma, because Chachma is still in a state of Ayin, Chachma is still nothingness, as we said before. It has, it's identityless. So therefore you can't grasp it. It doesn't have any. So that's what's called removed. Bina already has a form. Chachma is still a state of pre, pre, pre-definition. That's why we all know that, we learned this many times, that when you have a flash, the flash of, of insight, the initial flash of insight, the epiphany, the first shot of, 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 of light that, 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 that flashes in a person's mind, um, is very easy to forget. And if you don't anchor it down in Bina, you can lose it. Once you anchor it down in Bina, okay, there too we can be forgetful, but it's already a hope. Harder to forget. Because you have already something. You're holding on to something. In Chachma, it's still fluidy. It's still pre, pre-definition. So that's why it's called Kodesh. It, it's, 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 it's separated from any definition. Baruch means drawn down. Baruch means a flow. So therefore, what's Baruch? The, the level of Midos, you can say Bina is already called Baruch. But Bina is not the real Baruch. Then Bina is even more down than Bina. Intellect is still aloof. Emotions are what spill over outward. So emotions, the, the emotional element of the divine is called Baruch. Kadosh Baruch means Chachma that is enclosed in the emotions. That's called a Kadosh Baruch. The level of Chachma, Abba, that's Nislabish and what's called Ze'er Anpin. Moichen the Abba when it is in Za, in the, in the, in the emotions. It's called a Kadosh Baruch. Hamalubish Beza, that's enclosed in Blafisha called Kedusha. Because every level of Kedushim, Ebchenas Abba from Abba, can you do as it is known? So, Amalei Rabbi Yitzchak, this is what Rabbi Yitzchak says. Im Kain, if we say that Kohen is HaKadosh Baruch Hu, V'hu Lama Ba'yalei, should have said he should be elevated. What does that mean? Pidish Ba'loi Ma'achar She'ikr Tikkun HaNegoyim. Since the main Tikkun of the Negoyim, Hu Al-Yedei Oyer Abedavka, is through the lights of Chachma, K'nis Galiyah, Im Kain Tzorech She'yit Chil, L'Bchenas Aliyah. First you have to beat, you have to take the Mitzorah. 
and you have to trigger in him a state of elevation. You have to elevate him to the experience of Chachma. That's higher than the Moichen De'ema, than the Moichen of Mother. Meaning to say like this, why are we talking again more Histalkus? What did we say earlier? Why is this person in a state of Bina? Why is this person, I'm sorry, in a state of Ratzah, in a state of, 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 of being so intensely driven like the two sons of Aaron to, to, to cleave to God and they don't, and, they, and they're not, and, and even at the danger of losing, it's because they're coming close, but they're not close enough. They're close. And from that place of distance, they leap into God. Before you leap, you should walk a little closer. That's the wrong. Of course, they went all the way. They went and they, they, they dissolved, they died in God. But that's because when they were 10 feet away, they leaped. If they would come three feet away, I'm just obviously using a silly example in that, if they would come in a closer proximity, three weeks, three, then they would never leap into God. Why? Because from three feet away, you're so null, you become so nullified that you don't, you don't feel yourself, you don't even feel your desire that you want to connect. You're knocked out, like he said last time. So you're standing right in front of the king, you don't feel your desire to be in front of the king, you don't have a self. You fall on the floor and you say, your majesty, what can I do for you? You sense the king. So that's the meaning that, so the mean tikkun of the Mitzvah is that he has to be elevated to a higher state, to Chachma experience, which is called visualization of God, not just understanding, which, 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 is, which is what drives the Bina, understanding, which is called hearing. It's at a distance. So therefore it should say, Vahala, it should be elevated. Kiloshan huva, because bring brought to Inyan Hamshacha Vayirida. Vahuva means almost like, even though it says, Vahuva Ela Kayan, he should be brought to the Kayan, but in the word Vahuva, it implies a, a drawing. I, I couldn't, I didn't really get it because it doesn't, if it would say Vahuva Hakayan Elav, then for sure it would be a drawing. Vahuva Ela Kayan, he says, is not just, he is, it's not. It's not, it's not a halal, it's not an elevation, it's a hamshacha, it's a flow. Again, I'm not exactly clear on how that is. The And since it is known that, what's koyen? Koyen is a level of kedusha. Kiya kedusha, we have dola, kedusha means what is separated. Be'erech, v'chol kedusha, every level of holiness. Who moved the madrega yoyser naila? Everything that you call holy, means it is separated on the highest of levels. Atcha ain't like tfisa, till you can't grasp it. Vasaga klal, you can only you can only like uh, surrender to it. You can't even grasp it. And that's in the chachma of, of, of the level of 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 chachma of, of uh, which is called kodesh. Kido is known. And if so, it should say he should be elevated. You have to elevate the person to the levels of holiness of chachma. So why does it say vehuva? And he answers him this, this answer. In truth, yes, you have to, there has to be first a moment, there does have to be a flash of Chachma. But it's not enough just to have the Chachma, you have to introduce the Chachma into the Bina. You can't just have a flash of Chachma to heal the Mitzorah. It's not enough to draw down the, the holiness of, of Moichen, of Abba, of Chachma alone. In order to sweeten the judgments, you have to go into the shoresh of the problem where the din is, and over there massage the din, uh, 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 loosen it, 
Dafka. There it's where it's tense. You have to fix it, a canal. If it's Sadakli is Haratse Atzmoi, you have to go into the Ratsai, Shayas Hapakhlubkana Shuv. The Ratsai itself has to convert to a shuv, Kinisko, as we said earlier. The Imkain Sadak Shayat Khila his Hapkhus Haratsai Lushuv. The Ratsai itself needs to have a, 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 a to go to a state of shuv returning. Through that bittel. That's the idea of the higher level of tshuva. The high, we know that there is a concept in Zohar, and Hasidus always talks about it, the concept of there is tshuva tata, the lower tshuva, and there is tshuva ilah, the higher tshuva. So the lower tshuva is, how do we get that idea that there's a higher tshuva and a lower tshuva? Two levels of repentance. Two levels of returning to God, the Zohar says. A lower and a higher. So, in Tanya, Geras HaTshuva is a whole long explanation of what are these two tshuvas. Where does this come from? Because the word tshuva, the Zohar breaks into two words. Tashuv hey, returning the hey. Which hey? Because in God's name, Yudkei Vavkei, there's two hey's. So, ret- return the hey. Which hey? Both hey's. That's why there's two tshuvas. The latter hey is called the lower hey, so that's the lower tshuva. The lower tshuva impacts and affects the lower hay of God's name, and the higher tshuva impacts the higher na- the higher hay of God's name. So, the way the Alter Rebbe explains over here, tashuv hay means it's a very deep idea right? that the hay itself has to do tshuva. Tashuv hay caused the hay to do tshuva. What's what would be the problem with the upper hay of God's name? That's bina. It's too much fire, too much gvura. It needs to do tshuva, it needs bittel. And that means it has to get closer to the yud. The yud is chachma, bina. Tashuv hey. It has to take the chachma lesson and calm down and be more settled. That is in bina That means that the ratzah itself needs to return back to itself, not race. The flames of fire themselves, that come from the contemplation, the bina, of bina, they themselves need to be in a tshuva state of returning downward. As it says, if your heart is racing, if your heart is racing, return. Don't let the heart, like, like again, like the two sons of Aaron, which did not do this tshuva, too, too strong. This is the fixing of the hay of the bina. When the hay is returning down. Again, by touching the yud, by getting the bittel, the hay does tshuva and goes down. It will not be in a state of estalkos. After when the moichen the ema itself did a tshuva, shebeheze oz yavei or abalis labish. It's interesting. Earlier he said in the Maimah that the that the the ratzai, the fire can't do tshuva on its own. It needs to be the water. Something else causes it, and then it does tshuva. Here he seems to imply that first the hay itself has to do tshuva, and afterwards the oyer abba can be mislabish. Or maybe we're going to continue saying what we said earlier to trigger it. As we said just now, the hay has to go up to the yud, and the yud has to rub off on the hay to cause the hay to do tshuva. But after the hay does tshuva, then the yud can literally be mislabish, enclosed, two levels. First, it needs to be triggered 
and, 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 and change directions. And for that, it needs like a, 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 a flash of chachma. It needs to be, it needs to be whipped, so to speak, by the chachma into, you know, to break, to like, to, to like, um, uh, 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 um, what's the right word? You, you, to, to like break out of itself. It's so busy with itself, what it wants, to, to, to be able to hear the, and then once it does tshuva, it does its own work, then chachma can be mislabish in the bina, and that's the full healing process which you need for the mitzvah. By mislabshus nehida abba, the netzachod yisot of chachma will later be mislabish, will enclose itself benehi in the netzachod yisot elements of ema of bina. Masha enkeinim loyah yatikon ahei betshuva. If the hay would not have its own tshuva, eloyah hakul bepchinas rotzay. If the hay is in a state of rotzay the entire time, the, 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 it will never receive the chachma because it's so busy with itself, it's so busy burning with what it wants, it, 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 will, it, won't, it won't be able to receive anything. And he says, When the gvura of the makabal, of the recipient, becomes so intense, then the, mashpi, the, the, the influence from the, uh, from the transmitter cannot be received by the... It's like a student that... It's like when you go into a class and you want so much to understand and you want so much to hear and it's so intense that when the teacher is teaching, you don't hear a word they're saying. So that's why you have to quiet that burning. Before the class, you have to have that burning. That's what opens you up. But at the class itself, to be silent. You have to... Because only then... You become a vessel, and, and you're able to absorb, or else you can't absorb. So if the hay is too intense, can't be mislavish. That's why and is the reason why we say the words of the wise benachas are heard in in calmness. So the simple meaning of that is that wise people when they're talking. They're talking calmly. But I don't like that Pirish because I get so excited during my classes. <coughs> so over here I have a different Pirish. Not, it doesn't, it should have said, Divrei Chachamim, Nehemorim are said, are said benachas, are said calm. That's what it said, Divrei Chachamim, the words of the Chachamim are said calm. It doesn't say that. It says they're heard calmly. Nishmoim wet, because Nishmoim means they received benachas. Benachas doesn't mean the, the teacher's is calm. <coughs> it means that the student has calmed down. The chukka of the makabal, of the recipient, the, the longing of the makabal is not, is not in full swing. And only then are they able to hear. Pirish kishahem benachas, when they are benachas, dafke nishmoim, and they are heard, umeskablem, and they're received by the recipient. Ayin shom barichus that's why he compares when he asks him the question, for Hula, you should bring him up to the Kohen if it's referring to Chachma. He says, no, for Hula, you have to be brought. For Hula means one goes, and, and, and what's the answer? He says, you take one, you put it into the other. That means you have to bring the Chachma into the Bina. The Pasik Vuhuva is Bada Batabas. The Badaya Aren. What are the Badim of the Aren? The poles of the Aren 
Hem bechinas nehid da'aba. The poles of the ar- the arin itself is chachma. The poles of the arin are the netzach hod yesod of chachma. The hen yavu'u, and they should come bat What are the taboys? Bislapshus bechinas netzach hod yesod, the ema. The taboys are the netzach hod yesod, because taboys are rings. A ring is a makabo, is a recipient. Chachma is a mashpia. So the netzach hod yesod of chachma is a protrusion. It's like a, it's a bad, a protrusion. The netzach hod yesod of the makabo is a recipient, is a space. That's why taboys is the netzach hod yesod of the makabo. And the, and, the, and the badim are the netzach hod yesod of the mashpia. So vehuve is bad of means you put one inside the other. You have to be mislabish one and the other. The gamkan and the same over here. Vehuve lakoyin kadeshi yislapshu. It should be. We turn over the page, page two ninety two. It should be mislabish. The yovoyu and it should come. Nehi da'aba the netzachod yisod of chachma hanikra koyin that is called koyin. The netzachod yisod the ema into the netzachod yisod of ema. Achar ha-tikkun after the tikkun and the tshuva, <coughs> the tosh of hay, of the tosh of hay, that means once the, 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 the bina is able to calm down, the ratzah is able to do tshuva, and not be so overly excited, then it can receive the, 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 the moichen, the bittel of moichen da'aba, and really be fixed. It's not enough just to trigger moichen of Abba, it has to converge, it has to be brought inside. One needs to be mislabish in the other. And it's dafkum when both of them will come together. And that's not possible only through tshuva. Should be brought to the kayin. Should be brought, again, I still don't get it so much. You bring him you bring the Mitzorah to the Kohen so that the Kohen could be inserted into it, something like that. The Dailamev. After all of this, after this amazing discussion regarding the Ratzi Veshuv, which are, these are the levels of Moichen the Ema, Moichen of the Mother, and Moichen the Abba, and Moichen of the Father. Yuvin Gamkem will also understand. Shoirish Inyan Pesach We'll also understand the root of the idea of Pesach and Matzah. Mainly, he's going to explain what the concept of, of Matzah is, what the idea of Sfirasa Oimer is all about, and what the idea of Shavuos is. And when Shavuos, you bring two breads. And the two breads, and the two breads in the base of Megdash and Shavuos, they were required to be baked chametz. They were required to be leavened bread. When on Pesach, the whole idea of matzah is that it's not going to be leavened bread. So this is what he's going to explain now. Based on this concept, that first you need to have that, that, what, that he's going to, I'm going to give you a very short, Pesach is going to explain, I'm sorry, a matzah is going to explain is the, is, is the introduction to Judaism. The introduction to Judaism, all of Judaism has to be based on a yud. It has to be based on bittel. Now was the main, how is Judaism going to be successful versus other religions 
which are all about um, uh, Christianity, Islam. These are all about reward. It's all about going to heaven. It's all about experiences in the future. Judaism is concerned about the here and the now, life on earth. And especially the Jewish people that are going to enjoy such a deep connection to God, such opportunity for, 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 for uh, Judaism doesn't have any make-believe stuff. We have abilities to like cleave to, to to achieve the highest levels of connection, and yet Judaism has managed to remain grounded. Because what God really wants is a home in this world. Now, had we not be trained from the very beginning, that are from the very offset, from the very start, had we not started on the right foot, we would have never gotten going anywhere. Our foundation had to be the right foot. And what's, what was the foundation? The foundation of a Jew, both our, in history, we as a people started, and our yearly foundation, we come back always to our beginning of our Jewish experience on Passover, on Pesach, we begin with a piece of matzah. Matzah is a dosage of chachma, of bittel. That's why the matzah has no rising. But it's not enough. You can't just build your relationship with God with just bittel, because then there's no passion and there's no development and there's no... So after the matzah, we're going to bring in the sfirah Omer, which is all about the bina experience. It's all the gevura. It's all this period of time when we develop the heart, when we develop the emotions, when we develop the, the, our Bina side, our left side, the month of Iyar. And then when it comes finally, Shavuos, we're able to introduce even the Chametz into our relationship as will be understood. Yeah, so we'll understand the idea of Pesach and Matz. Hine Yeduat is known by Sifrei HaKabbalah. It is known what is stated in the writings of Kabbalah. So the Arizal says, in regarding the root of the concept of matzah, it is related to chachma. It is the, 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 the substance of the matzah. is the substance of sphira sachachma. First of all, we have to know the matzah is not baked in a bakery. It's baked in a matzah bakery. But it's really baked in that's where it's baked. When you make a kosher matzah, it's infused with energy of atzil. It's a heavenly bread. It, 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 that heavenly bread encloses itself in this matzah. But, it says in, in Arizal, it's katnos abba. Miniature abba. Father reduced to its most, in, with a dramatic reduction. And even though it's the netzachod yesoda of, of Chachma. It means it's Chachma itself. It's nothing less than Chachma. Yes, it's the lower three of Chachma. Because again, it's the hashpa of Chachma. It's the influence of Chachma. And every hashpa is from the netzachod yesod. And what he's asking over here, it's from the Chachma itself. But yet, it's in a state of katnas, which is a new idea that we didn't learn about yet. Which he's now going to introduce this, I mean, new idea, meaning in today's class, we spoke about it Many times when we learn Pesach Memar and what this means. But for now, we don't learn. It's this phenomenal energy. It's this phenomenal, godly, powerful, most transcendental energy. But it's presented in a manner that's very simple. 
very simple and in a very, very, um, very condensed, very condensed, as we're going to see. So this will be understood based on what the sages say. Sages speak, when the Zohar talks about matzah, the Gemara speaks about this in general, but the Zohar refers to this idea as an explanation on the matzah. And what does it say? It says that this was the first thing. You know what's really interesting? When Adam Arishan was created, the first thing that God told him, was to eat, what he can eat, what he can't eat. And the Jewish people, when we became a people, what's the first instructions we got? About eating. Eat matzah, eat this. See how important food. The concept of eating must be so vital. We discussed that many times, why we fix the world through eating and so on and so forth, but it's so important that every, everything, every beginning, everything, everything starts with eating. But the Zohar says, why is it that God first fed us matzah? Then he fed us man, but first he fed us matzah, the first food. So the Zohar says because a child doesn't know how to call father, a little baby is a baby. Baby can't talk and doesn't really know much. It navigates, has simple emotions, simple feelings, but not really understanding father, mother. Mother, maybe it gets to know earlier because the mother is like, you know, it, 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 it gets the milk from the mother. But father is already a little more distant. What does a little baby get to know his father, his daddy? So it needs a little bit of a development of the mind. And now in order for the mind to develop to the point where the child can know father, it's already, it needs to move from the nursing to the next stage of eating. When it starts to eat, the taste of grain. A child does not know how to call out father. Until it tastes the taste of grain. Here the Alter Rebbe says, Father or mother. Not like I was saying that mother it knows even before that. No, it doesn't know father or mother. Now it doesn't say it doesn't know. It can't say father. can't say dad. can't say mom. Until it tastes the taste of grain. That means that there's something in grain that relates to intelligence. It, the, the, the grain delivers the in, or, or develops the child's intelligence to be able to say. Not but. Now, when the child knows, let's okay. Now you have a little, little, little one-year-old who can say "Abba." Okay. And what does that mean? It expresses a deep connection. Obviously, when it says "Father," it's 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 with it's with deep attachment. It's like the like the father puts the child down. The child is crying, screaming. Father picks him up. Ah, ah, daddy. It's, it's not just saying "Father." It's, it's, it's that deep recognition. This is my dad. From everybody else over here, this is my dad. You ever see the, 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 you ever see the, the, the face of a, of a little kid, a little one-year-old or one-and-a-half-year-old, a little really small, or two-year-old even, like really when they're in shul and, and there's a lot of people and they suddenly grab onto a hand and they think it's their dad and they're holding on, and suddenly they look up, and they realize it's not their father. The terror in their face, <laughs> the, the bewilderment, like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's to the, <laughs> like something they say by, by Kedushin, these are the witnesses to the exclusion of everyone else. It's to the exclusion of everyone else. No what? this is my dad. But when you ask, 
sit down with this child and say, why? What do you know about this person? Hangs out in the house. Like, what makes him your father? Why are you so attached? What do you have with this, with this, with this individual? So obviously the kid doesn't know anything. Doesn't understand and appreciate the science of life, the biology of how, we, how, how, how he came about. That it was, he actually is coming from this, this individual and as Hasidus explains, part of his neshama, coming from the droplet from the brain. You know, you hope the kid doesn't know about that till uh, quite a bit later, right? Um, so, and he doesn't even appreciate either that the father is the breadwinner and he's the one who brings the food and takes care and takes care of mom. And <laughs> the kid knows very little of, and that this person is going to be the person I'm going to rely on the rest of my life. I'm going to take care of me at least till I'm old and I can stand on my own feet. He's going to support me. He's going to feed me. He's going to take care of me. He doesn't know that. He just knows. You know, this, this is the person and I need to hold on to him and no one else. So the Altareb explains not so much Barichos over here, but in other places. That in that short, simplistic, knowledge that the child identifies this person and says father, calls father, it, that cry of the child contains within it the entire subject of parent-child relationship. Even though the child has no clue. But the bottom line, summary, you're my dad and I cleave to you and you're my life. The child knows that. He knows, but not with sophistication. He knows it in a condensed, in a condensed way. He says, that means katnus abba. It's interesting, katnus abba, I don't mean the fact that it's referring to father, that's why it's called katnus abba, that he knows his father. It's the idea that you know an entire huge subject which if you want to explain what the relationship of father and child, you can write volumes and volumes and volumes on all levels, psychologically, physically, spiritually. What, what's the relationship of father and child? So much to write on that, so much to explain, so much to explore, and I'm sure with all the explanation, we still don't, haven't uncovered the full meaning of that, of that, of that depth, of that connection. Yet in the simple recognition of the child that says, Father, it encapsulates a small, tiny capsule that has everything that will ever be said contained in it. So that means that's the idea of katnus. Katnus means it's a zip drive. One word containing the whole thing. And over here it's and here it's talking regarding father. It's not just any subject. It's regarding the father of the concept of father. So the Zohar is saying that when the Ebrister gave us matzah, we were not yet, our minds were so, were, so, were so undeveloped then to know God and to appreciate God, who, what God, when God. We were so poisoned 
and contaminated with the contaminations of Egyptian idolatry and their ways of worshiping and all that, all that mishigas, which, which, which caused such a, such a mess in our minds that we weren't ready at all to explore and know godliness yet. But God wanted us to really know him. So he gave us a food. He gave us that matzah. And when we ate that matzah, in the matzah, he made himself known to ourselves. We know we have one God. We have our Father. And we're attached to him with an absolute bond. He delivered the full truth of the relationship in that one cracker. And then later, we started, we got the Torah, we start learning, we develop, and so on and so forth. Now he goes back to the child. It's not in a way of understanding with intelligence and reason that he should, he should conceive and understand of how he's his father. Doesn't know and he doesn't appreciate anything. How he is a father to him. All he knows is to call out and identify him. And he can say, Father, calls him father without the intelligence, the reason and the intelligence behind it. But notwithstanding that, we have to say, in this calling out, there is a zahakado tfisa mamish. He's grasping on to his father, ba'aviv. He's not going to call it to someone else. He calls it dafket to his father. I mean, obviously, the mind, the child can be fooled and the mother can bring another man into her life and the child can say, this is my father. If the father died and she remarried, I mean, it's possible that a stepdad can take the place of dad. Okay, but because he's, even though it's lacking the blood relationship. But the idea is that the child based on, you gets that recognition, that powerful recognition, just from the taste of grain, as he says. The idea is, it's not that Altadeb is explaining, it's not two separate things. It's not, there is a mature understanding of child and parent, and then there is this immature, childish understanding, two levels. A, and then he has a little bit of the knowledge of what means father, a little bit. It's not that way. He says it's the entire thing condensed. It, the, the whole subject of, like I, like I, 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 and other times we learned this, I gave the example of the, the, uh, the, the professor who's devoted his entire life to speak about, to write, and to explore the importance of a father in a child's life. Not mother, but father, let's say. This has been his entire uh, entire uh, devoted his and he's been written volumes and books and, and, and on all levels of explaining father. And then you have the father that's going to pick up his child the first day of school. But we're not talking about the first day of school where the child is going to school when they're already like four years old and they're going to preschool. Talking about the mother who takes her child and she's giving her, you know, 
She's going, giving her to a, to a play group when the child is still very young because the mom has to go to work, let's say. And the father went to pick up the child from this little playground. Child is, you know, playing all day, you know, distracted. But suddenly the child, you know, li lifts its head up and sees their daddy. And the child runs into the father's arm. Or the child calls out, you know, daddy. And it's like their face lights up and goes running into the arms of the child, of the father. If you capture that on video, you capture that, that moment of, of, of the hug, you capture that, that the intensity of the child in that racing, the focus, the energy in it, you have everything that this professor wrote in all those books. all there. It's not expressed, it's explored, but all those dimensions and all those elements, it's all there in that, as he says over here. It descended It went in. It's completely concealed. This child doesn't know what he's talking about. In the, it, but it became, it's concealed and hidden all that you have of it is only one thing. It's, it's expression of calling out, about a recognition. Like an ox that knows its owner. Okadaima. The ox goes to the owner. The child goes to the father. This is an enclosement and a concealment. That you should recognize that all there should be is recognition. Beloitam, without explanation, without reason. Vatam nelam ba'akarazu, and the reason is concealed in this recognition. V'nikrabishem katnos da'aba, it was all katnos, it was all shrunk, contracted. Pidish, meaning, nehi netzachoyd yesoy the chachma atzma of chachma itself. The netzachoyd yisoyd of the chachma is part of the chachma. It's the very substance of the of the of the of the of the seichel of the intellect and the reason. When the seichel went down, and it was concealed, and it was enclosed, to be in this little child, only in a recognition, father. This is the halbasha, in a manner of katnus. Omnam im notwithstanding all of this, he mamish This is mamish from the guf and the mohus and the and substance of it. It's all there, as I said earlier, but it's there in a very hidden and un, unexpressed way. And it's not like a tzimtzum kishar kolish In other words, when you're saying the Eberster gave us that chachma, he inserted the whole thing and delivered it, as opposed to chachma influencing bina. And we spoke earlier, with there, it's already, <coughs> you're not taking the substance of chachma, it's only the external rays of chachma is carrying over and so on and so forth. And it's getting weaker and weaker. Here it's, the point of here, it's Chachma concentrate. Um, 
it has been simplified as is. But its potency has not been reduced. That's the idea. It's not revealed, but the potency is there. And with this, we'll understand what matzah is. It's called in Zayar B'Shem Michla Demei Menusa. It's called food of Emuna. Pidish ki alechem u'mepchenas o'erav. Bread in general is from, as we said before, its origins is from Chachma. That's why it brings to a child that intelligence. Ki yidu'ah. Lakach e'na tinik yedei alikras abba. That's why a child doesn't have a cold father. Sheyitim tam dogman until he tastes the taste of our grain. Va'omnam belechem de matzah. But in the bread of matzah, hu bepchenas katnos tenehi da'abba. Here it's even more emphasized in the bread of matzah that it's katnus. Why? of the because the you're not allowing the bread to rise, meaning it's remaining very simple. The matzah is just matzah without any expansion, without any explanation, without any. It's just the essence of what it is, without explanation, without expansion. You see, once you already take, the, the professor writes his books, that means the, you're fluffing it up, you're opening up the whole thing, you're exploring, you're here, but, but in the parent-child, in that moment when the two run, when the father runs to the child, child runs to the father, and that first day where it's so intense, you, got, you capture over there the whole father, that's just it, without any elaboration, explanation. You can use your imagination to elaborate, but in the, in the thing itself, it's just it. And that's what he says. The, 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 the dough of the matzah doesn't have any chametz. And, and yeast. Litten by tam to give flavor. There's no taste over there. Similar to like plain simple faith. That's why it's called food of faith. Faith too doesn't have. It's just a deep connection. Faith is a deep conviction and recognition that when we believe in, we believe in God, God is our Father. And it's a very intense, we turn to God whenever we're in trouble, whenever we, in every situation, we always turn to God. He's very, very real to us. But it's faith, means it's lacking the sophistication of understanding. But there is no understanding. But really inside this amuna lies all the depth of what it is. Just like the child, that knows how to call father, therefore it's called food of faith. Through eating the matzah, the Jewish people recognize their creator in a state of recognition. In there is potential for exploration. And when you're going to explore, you're going to, you're only going to, you're only going to understand what you know already. But you know it already. You know everything. You know it in a non-sophisticated way. Then you learn and you understand, and you say, ah, that's so. That's it's not increasing the conviction. It's just opening it up that you understand what it's all about. And that's why matzah is called poor man bread. It's poor in the sense it's. It's in a state of, 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 of concentrate, of small, as we said before, the netzachoy yisoy, the abba v'daylamev. So now, once we understand this, now we're going to apply this to what we were learning earlier. So here's another piece. Now we're going to apply this to what we were learning earlier. 
We were learning earlier the, the, the importance of the, of the power of Chachma in our life. You see, this type of recognition, why does God have to start with this? Why couldn't He just let our, you know, we'll get to know Him slowly. If, it would, if Yiddishkeit would start with us getting to know Him slowly, then it, we would always be, the whole experience would never be, there wouldn't be bittle there. It would be based on self. We came to an understanding of God as opposed to God delivering Himself, His truth into our soul. And now we immediately surrendered and accepted Him as He is. And now we're hearing, and therefore our Judaism becomes more about what He wants and what He needs and what He's interested in, not about what we want or we think and want to get out of the relationship. That's if it would start with us. So Yiddishkeit had to start our experience as a Jew as a powerful dosage of bang. And we weren't ready, so we had to receive it in a... Technically, you could have had the revelation of God to us, not our, like, like by the giving of the Torah. Boom, was also revelation. Meaning, in a way where we can, we can actually realize that this God is infinite and everything about. We weren't ready for that. Because you can have an Abba experience that's not necessarily katnos. It can be in a state of godless. But for that, you first have to have Bina. Then you can have that. And being that we didn't have a bina then, so we were given just a dosage of chachma to, to, inf, to, to, to be imbued in our souls. And every year we do the same thing, a powerful infusion of God's truth. We start with emuna. Emuna is not us deciding based on our convictions that God exists, based on our understanding. It's God revealing Himself in our soul. Maybe in a very childish way that we don't, we, 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 we don't, we don't it's, but the fact that He is and that He's our dad and our father and our Abba and He loves us with infinite love and, and our attachment is absolute, that, that conviction, not, not, not even in, in a way of, of sophistication, even the little bit of sophistication which I just mentioned, just the conviction that He's there, ah, I have a, I have an Abish there, I have God. Uh, there is a God. That's delivered to us, that's not us. And that's the Nekudus HaChachma. Ubavoy des Hashem, in the service of God, Yovin Zayinian, Shalom Matzah, will understand the idea of the Matzah, Shubat Chanesam Shachas, Abba, is the drawing of the energies of Father, Levad, Mibli Moichen De'ema, there is no, in Avoy des Hashem it means, Matzah is pure, Father energy, there's no mother energy. Mother energy would already be the chametz. Mother energy would be already the development, the bina, the understanding of it. But over here, it was pure, pure bittel. As we spoke earlier, and our the ratzay is the excitement that comes from understanding. And therefore it creates within us a fire and an expansion. But in matzah where there is no taste, matzah does not cause, you eat matzah and you get fired up with God. Four cups of wine, yeah. That, that's meant to do that. But matzah, no. Matzah doesn't have taste. It's not elevated. It doesn't have any yeast that's elevating it. That's referring to a state where there's just simple surrender. There isn't like what I, yeah, 
You don't have a fire in your heart. Which is the heart is rising, that it wants something. And its elevation. With the flames of fire, of longing. To go upward. All there is is that that is a shuva returning. Which comes from, as we said earlier, the moichen of father. You recognize God. We believe in Him, and therefore, what do you want, Hashem? I don't have a fire for you, I don't know you even. But I know you're there, and therefore, Hineni, tell me what you want. The eating of matzah. It's called the food of emunah, of faith. Included inside of it, it has. It has the netzach which means the revelation of Hashem. Mamish, it is enclosed. In a hidden way, because it's so katnos, it doesn't have. Usually, even if you have, you have chachma, but you add to the chachma the bina. Here, there's no bina because it's concentrate, and therefore you can't even open it up yet. You don't have any grasp in it. There's no mother there at all, meaning no mother energy, bina energy. What's the reason for this? Why did we have to have, why do we start our experience as Jews? Why in Mitzrayim did we need this? Why is it on Pesach, the, the radiance of Moichen of Abba, Father? Without the elevation of Bina, of the Moichen that comes from Ema, to the point that there is a warning, a stern warning from God. Don't you dare add any Chomets there. And the reason is the reason why it's called Pesach. The reason why Pesach is called Pesach is God leaped. It's the idea of leaping. Why is a lame person in Hebrew? A lame person is called a Pesach. Why is he called a Peseach? Because he's lame, he leaps. When he walks, he's leaping. He's not walking regularly. He has to leap his steps, as opposed to more closer steps, one next to the other, he, because his legs are... He has, let's say, one leg longer, and he keeps on jumping. He uses crutches, and he, let's say, jumps, and he jumps from place to place. So the same thing, we say God leaped. What does it mean, God leaped? That Hashem is leaping on the mountains. So he explains. The Jewish people in Egypt were in a state of very, very, very undeveloped. Spiritual. Like it says, I've, I've looked at you. I saw you wallowing in your blood like an infant that's still dirty with the blood from when he was born. They had no <coughs> development yet that they should be able to conjure up within themselves based on an understanding that they should desire and want to cleave to God. They didn't know Hashem. The Midrash of 11 to develop Midrash in their hearts, emotions in their hearts. How does the Midrash in the heart get developed? It comes from the one's <coughs> understanding in their mind. One has a, a mental or a, 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 a cognition of, of uh, or an intellige, an intelligence, an understanding of, of, of the preciousness of God, 
And that will create spiritual emotions. It will create a love to Hashem, a fear of God, a love to God and a fear of God, and so on and so forth. But if your mind is what's it called again, they were slaves in Egypt. In, their minds were entrenched with garbage. They had no nothing to work with. So they couldn't develop any emotions. And their emotions, it's not that they didn't have emotions, they had emotions. Their emotions were all corrupted emotions. So they weren't ready for anything at that point. But God wants them to be His people. He wants them to follow Him. And why are they going to follow Him? Moses is going to tell them, God says, well, watch they listen. What do they have with God? They have to be deeply connected to God. Immediately. So for that, a powerful relationship had to be established bypassing the ordinary steps that would usually take to create such a relationship. You understand, you learn, you create a... Like by Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu, when he was three years old, started asking questions, puzzling. Then he came to an understanding. From an understanding, he became very devoted. And so devoted, he created, and he had the most intense emotions towards his love to God, grew, grew based on his understanding. And then God revealed himself to him. Then he had a chachma moment. Then God said, here I am. And then Amram's connection to God <coughs> was elevated a millionfold. That's what happened when Hashem said to him, Lech Lecha, he jumped, he leaped out of his own bina, and he was operating more from chachma, because God said so, he listened. But it happened, that means it did, Hashem didn't leap. It was a gradual relationship. Well, the Jewish people, it was overnight. So Hashem had to leap over the ordinary system. You're, over here, to, to, to deliver, to become the lights, the truth of God, that they should really know Him immediately. In Knesset Yisrael, even though they didn't prepare themselves, with the Eima, with the Eima, with the Eima coming from Bina, as generally it would take to develop. It descended and it was drawn, the lights of Chachma. Not the general order. Hashem leaped over. Leaping over the mountains. Hashem bypassed the emotions. The, the, the mountains represent, what's a mountain? A protrusion. These are the emotions that are developed and powerful mountains represent powerful emotions. Which generally is, if you want to come close to God, you have to go up on top of the mountain. And then God, like by Moshe Rabbeinu, went up on top of it, and then God came down and connected to him. And that would be the ordinary state. <coughs> Learn, develop, come to a state of chach bina. And then, and then God will respond to you. You'll have a, you'll have a chachma moment. A revel, what's chachma? Chachma is revelation from above. A prophet becomes a prophet overnight. It's revelation from above just like this. Not born a prophet. There's a lot of intense work. But in Egypt, God didn't do that. Why was there such a leap? God says, whether you're ready or not, whether you know me or not, whether you did any preparation, any spiritual work, you're nothing. You're literally, you're in the, in the pits. You're in the garbage. Your whole being is so, you're so messed up. But you know what? At that moment, it was such an intense moment of love of Hashem to the, to the Jewish people and an overpowering energy of kindness. So it literally didn't make a difference the condition of the Jewish people. It didn't make a difference the condition of the recipient. The kindness was burrowing through. 
because there was an intensification. The longing of the Ebishter, of God, of the lights of kindness, the Chesed Elyon, the supernal kindness, the Abba from Chachma, if he said Chachma is kindness, of the desire of to go down and no matter what, to cleave to Knesset Yisrael, to attach itself to them. And obviously, if they're undeveloped, the only way he can, he can, he can relate to them is by delivering himself, his truth to them, in the most simplified way, through this cracker, through this tasteless cracker. In other words, like the little child knows the dad, but Hashem has to establish that, that I'm the dad, like overnight, and the child should recognize him. In this Netzach of Katnos, but in a way of Katnos, as we said earlier. And that's why, that's the idea of the Matzah. But when do we eat Matzah? They ate Matzah together with the Pesach. Because the Pesach represents what God did. God leaped. In other words, Pesach and Matzah is Hashem, Pesach is Hashem descending to us. Matzah is Him throwing us something that we can connect back to Him. So he's giving us matzah. Eat this so that you, so through this I will I, you will know me. So the, the Pesach is, and, and it's in a sense, the Pesach delivers the matzah. Because he's leaping, he's bringing us the matzah. It should be similar to the way it was above. It should be a, re, a remembrance. To this leap. And to this enclosement. The katnos abba of katnos that the Eberstein clothes into smallness. Shambes and yanam, these are two in yanam. Ze in yana Pesach, ve in yana Matzah. These two things, as we mentioned earlier, Shem Gamkin Bez in yanam, two things. In yana Pesach, hu adiluk do erabah. The Pesach is the leap. Ve in yana Matzah, hu hao basha shaloi. Bebchenas katnos. That's what he's saying. Pesach is the fact that he is not going by the order of the way things usually work. He's leaping over all systems. And, 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 and what would it generally take for any people to enjoy or any being to enjoy such a relationship with God, such an experience of the divine truth would require so much work. And here it was all given as a gift. And again, it's not only that we didn't deserve the gift, we weren't even capable of receiving the gift. So he has to adapt the gift in a way where he's not re- reducing its potency, he's just reducing its, the packaging, so to speak. It's... it's, it's, it's it's, it's revelation, but he's giving us the entire thing. And it will grow upon us once we will <coughs> begin to develop spiritually. We will, we will begin to appreciate it more and more and more. Right? Yeah. But that's one thing. One thing is the diluk, that he's leaping. The second thing is that, as we said, is the matzah is the idea that he is simplifying it. He's reducing it. Which obviously one is connected to the other. With all of this, we'll understand amazingly the whole concept of Sfiris Oimer and Shvuas. Which, when it comes to the two breads on Shvuas, it says by them, you're supposed to dafka bake it with chametz. Dafka chametz. And even though the two breads of Shvuas, are also pchenas netzach v'hoi da'aba, two breads, one is netzach, again, it's, we said before, nehi, netzach hod yesod, of abba, that's what matzah is, and the shtei alechem of, 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 of shvuas 
Kabbalistically, it's also related to Netzach and Hod from Chachma. Because it's bread. Bread is always Chachma. As we said earlier. But it's the Netzach, these two breads. The idea is, but why are they Chometz? Because immediately after Pesach, Mitzvah Sasvira is the Mitzvah of counting. As it says, seven weeks you should count. And what is the idea of this Sfirah? It is known and explained elsewhere. The idea of the idea of Sfira Sa'imer is to become a mensch. You have, we, we need to start becoming a mensch. And we need to start the rectification. What's the problem? The problem is when we were in Mitzrayim, as we said before, we were attached to all kinds of depravities, all kinds of horrible things. And it was part of us. And we were dragging these klipas along with us. That's why the Jewish people still wanted to go make the golden calf and still... I mean, it was still stuff that they were carrying with them. It's like you say, you know, you can take the Jew out of, out of Egypt, but you can't take Egypt. It's harder, much harder to take the Egypt out of the Jew. So we were carrying all these, all these, all these, all these uh, memories and all these, all these, all this negative stuff and all these addictions and all this chazarai that still stuck to us. So now it was a cleansing period. You have to, you have to disconnect from these things by doing what. Deep cleansing. Deep cleansing means not only a behavior or change, but what's driving the behavior. What's driving any behavior? Emotions. Because you become emotionally attached to certain things. So you have to disconnect. So you have to liberate. <coughs> the spectrum of, of human emotion are seven emotions. So now you have to liberate these emotions from their unhealthy attachments, from their unhealthy form, and redirect them to its holiness. That's what you do for seven weeks. So that's what it means. The seven negative midas of Klipas Noga, which was very, which was, by them, that was their entire emotional buildup, was all Klipa, was all in unholy. Which really, being that they're holy Jews, in essence, they have holy emotions, but they're misconstrued and mis, misinformed and stuck in, in, in negative things. Now, each one of these seven has seven, because the emotions, each one is, is complex and detailed. The, law of the kindness of kindness, the Gevur of Chesed, it's a 49 days. And that's why the mitzvah is to count seven weeks. In general, we count seven weeks because we actually say, last night we said, it's three weeks. We emphasize three weeks. We, we count the weeks in addition to counting the days because we have to count, we have to illuminate the, the, the holy motion and then we have to also illuminate the details. And specifically 49. That's why it says It's a mitzvah to count the days and a mitzvah to count the weeks. We explained earlier, but here's the thing. You can't fix your emotions and have a spiritual makeover or any kind of makeover in your life with, with, with just bittel. Bittel is good to humble you and to compel you in certain direction and in actions and it can drive action, it can drive activity. It can transform you. To be transformed for that you need passion, fire. It's like 
to change the shape of metal. How do you change the shape of metal? You can put it in the water from today till tomorrow, it's not going to change. Obviously, cold water is not going to change. It's going to stay what it is. To change something, you have to put it into a fire. Fire heats it up. Once it heats it up, it softens it. The softening of it, then you can change it. Which means that with bitul just, which is coldness, surrender, this chachma energy doesn't change anything. To change a person to change, I need to feel why God is good to me. Why I love Hashem. And so on and so forth. And then I can undo my previous, because then I realize that my previous attachments, desires, wants, fears, or whatever it is, were unhealthy, they're not good, and, 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 they're, and they're just misinformed, it was un, unworthy of my attention, then I can mold and change and, 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 and direct my emotions, reshape my emotions to a different form. So that's why Sphira Sa'oymer is a Bina activity, not a Chachma activity. That's why it corresponds, 49 days, the 49 gates of Bina, 50 days, 50 gates of Bina, it's all an exercise of Bina. The tikkun of the seven midos to change them from one end. You can't accomplish that. Here is when you need to create within yourself a ratzay, which should, excuse me, should create flames of fire of longing. With a, a expiration of the soul, the histalkus and as we spoke earlier in the Mimer, the, op, the, the desire to, you, there's a certain rejection of the things we're stuck in. And that means a departure. And like we remember we learned earlier, that's called miotakelem. You have to diminish the vessels. Because we're dealing with negative vessels. We're dealing with certain behavioral, uh, behavior uh, um, um, patterns that you want to break. These are not good vessels. These are not good containers. Habits that need to be destroyed. So you have to eliminate the caleb. No, these thoughts, my nature is to, to, to go off in a tangent and start thinking these thoughts. These are not, uh, not good thoughts. Thoughts of, of, of resentment, thoughts of lusts, or whatever it is. So these were not, not healthy thoughts. So these caleb need to be broken. How do you break caleb? As we said before, you have to minimize. That comes from rotsai. Rotsai takes you out of the vessels. Vistalkos, commercial cost of kolosha eri lovavi. My heart is expiring. Through this you, you diminish the kalim. And over here there are unhealthy kalim. This can only happen through contemplation. Not just contemplation. Joyful contemplation. The mother of the children. Let's go back to the Bina. Bina, is really, Bina was getting such a negative rap over here. Bina, whatever. No, Bina is very important in a person's life. The im can like the, like like with a, a father and a, and a child. The father gives the substance. The mother develops the child. The whole development of the form of the child is through the mother. So you need a spiritual mother, a, a, a bina, to develop your shape and form as a Jew. The im kei mitzvah sasvira gam kein. The mitzvah sasvira is ayadei pchenes harotza. Is through rotza ayadei is boinus. That's why the Rebbe says in the sicha. The Rebbe says that most of sviras ha'omer is in chaydesh hasheni, the second month. And we know Shani is Gevura. Gevura is the left side. That's how you do Davoid of Sphere. It requires Gevura. You're drawing the Moichen of the mother. You have to influence the Midas with, with understanding. Drawing the, the you, you have contemplation. You, you develop a deeper understanding in God. 
And then you draw it into the Midas to reshape the, the emotions. And with this you can fix the seven negative Midas. Once God plucks you out of Egypt and sets you on a new course, which is right after Pesach, you begin to count seven weeks. The night of Pesach, we were, in the, we were completely not ready for any development. God couldn't wait for development. We were as, as, as undeveloped as possible. Very small. Nevertheless, to, into that smallness, into that non-Kaili state, the Avish to develop, God concentrated His full truth. to deliver the lights of Father. In a quick lightning bolt of truth, we experienced His truth in our souls, and we ran after Him. What happened immediately after that? Or rather, I shouldn't say we ran after when we attached ourselves to Him. Immediately he started telling us to count seven weeks. Then we should be able to come back to Har Sinai, in which we are going to be again exposed to God's truth, not to our understanding of His truth, but His truth as it is, which is the difference between Chochma and Bina, Chochma illumination, a revelation from above, but this time in a level of expansion, an expansiveness, not on the level of and the expansion of Abba, and that was by Matan Torah and the Yantav of Shuas. And the reason why we're able to receive at the time of Matan Torah, of the expansion of Abba, because we counted the seven weeks, which means we have Chachma and Bina. It's the combination, that's why we got, and that's why we have bread. Bread is chachma, netzachod of chachma. But, but, but it's chametz bread. Chametz is again expansion, development. Because you have, and that's a little bit of a self, but a holy self, a godly self. And the explanation of the matter will be understood based on what we said earlier regarding Ratzay Veshuv. When you have the Ratzay with flames of fire, of excitement, that comes from the contemplation. But then, as we spoke earlier by Yemetzora, it's not good if we only have the Ratzai. Then we need to return downward. Then the Bittl has to overpower the Ratzai. Which comes from the Chachma. Remember we said before, creating balance. But here's the thing. The Ratzai that comes after the Shuv, after we're excited and we're burning, and like the Jewish people, they come to Har Sinai and they want to run up the mountain and dance up there in the mountain and, get, and then completely dissolve in ecstasy in the godly revelation. And what's going to happen? God gives them a stunning shock, and God makes sure no one comes on the mountain. Everybody stays down, and more than them, He shocks them with such light and with such power that the, He blows their socks off, and, and 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 He influences them to come back down. Meaning, and that Judaism is not going to be a religion of 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 of, of, uh, of escapist uh, ecstasy. Judaism is going to be a religion of fixing and tikkun of the world, of settling into vessels. That means that the chachma is going to overpower the bina. But this is not the this experience of chachma is not the is not the concentrated chachma in the matzah. This is the full blown revelation. 
of God's might and awesomeness that, that completely overwhelms you and doesn't let you take another step closer to Him. The, the, the revelation of Moichen of Abba, Father, the godless the Abba. This is already coming in an expansive way of Abba. And it's enclosing itself in the Netzachod Yisod, and it's going into where? Into the Bina, into the Netzachod Yisod of Bina, to calm the Bina down, to make sure that we don't expire above. To make the Bina do tshuva, to return back down, like we learned earlier, that you have to bring the poles of the Chachma into the Tabois, into the, into the receptacles, into the, into the rings of the Bina. You put one in the other. Not in a way of concentrate, like the <coughs> shrinking of Abba, of Chachma, into the Matzah. Like we explained earlier about the Matzah. And since the contemplation was already in a very expansive state, you already developed yourself. You had a great expansion. But you did shuva. You didn't let that, as we spoke earlier, you didn't let it to be overly intense. You silenced it in order for it to be able to receive uh, a keli to be able to receive shefa or abba the influence of the lights of chachma. She has a broad keli or makabel harba she can receive a lot. And the revelation from above is not in a concealed way like the child calling father, but like an adult having a full appreciation of how awesome his father is. And all of this is the way it is set up, the Yishtal Shalos above, that Chachma and Bina are two friends that never separate. And it says that the Zivuk of Chachma and Bina, their, their, their interaction, their intimacy is all the time. as it is known. And this is already... This is not like Pesach. Pesach is when the Ebesh is operating not according to the order. When it's not according to the order, he's skipping over the, he's skipping over the Bina, he's delivering to us directly the, 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 the Neshamas, the Knesset Yisrael, a direct infusion of Chachmalai. That's, that's, that's circumventing the whole system. That's Pesach. Pasach Hashem. Hashem is leaping over the system. But by Shavuos, it's already following the, the order of the way it's systemized. First develop yourself. Develop your emotions, have the kalim, and in those kalim, I'll insert my life. That's the way it is, the system. First, it needs to be the elevation of the moichan of ema. In a state of ratzai. And then the ratzai has to do tshuva. To have, and maybe that's why when the Jewish people came to the Har Sinai, their tshuva, it doesn't say it in the Maimah, but I think it would be Geshmak. Just to, it makes sense now. The first mitzvah they were given right when they came to Har Sinai was to do tshuva on the Ratzai. Hashem told them, make 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 borders, boundaries, restrain yourself, restrain the Ratzai. No one go up on the mountain, these are all restraints to the Ratzai, that's the tshuva. And then you can be quiet and silent and you can hear the, the godly revelation. They should be in a state of shuv, they should be able to receive. But on the night of Pesach, because it did not follow the regular order, the lights of Chachma leaped. 
leslabish to be enclosed, ulis alem and to be concealed, bebchenas katnos in a state of katnos, because it wasn't in a state of rotzei kinitzka because we didn't have the rotzei then. Al that's why we had to receive the lights of Chachma in a shrunken manner, not in an expansive way. This is the rule. You're not going to have a revelation of the expansion of, of Chachma, Meir, that it should illuminate only when you're going to have an introduction of Bina, when Bina is going to be fully open to that light. When you're going to have the influence of which is going to cause the person to become expansion, to become a keli, then the moichen of chachma mizgabrim aleh prevail over her, intensify over her, dominate over her, gam oisam, and turns the bina also around that it too should be grounded to a state of shuv al yedei abitul through the overwhelming power of bitul that's in chachma as we spoke earlier. For they call that, and all of this is only shayach because of the expansion, expansive light of Chachma, Shemeir Umagbir. Now, if Chachma would reveal itself in a manner of katnus, it wouldn't have the koach to overpower Bina. It's only because it's delivering a punch, it's delivering its power with its full openness. That's why it overwhelms the Bina, and it's able to, and it because Bina's already open, but it's able to influence Bina to calm her fire that she too should be focused downward. And it prevails over the intense racing energies of mother, and the two of them have their unity. But this is all happening in a very expansive state. But if there was no Ratzai, that should be converted through Chachma, then Chachma is only delivering only in a, as we said before, in a katnustig way, in an immature way, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a small way, like that happens in the night of Pesach. Okay, we're almost done. This is the reason. Now we'll understand why Yon Shavu is you have bread, but it's chametz bread. It's leavened bread. It should be baked. Now, we don't do that. We don't eat today. Um, we can eat chametz. We have to eat, we eat challah on, on shvuas, but there's no shteya lechem in our, in our shvuas experience other than there is zecher to that, that it says you should eat milk on shvuas so you can have two meals. You can wash twice. But it's only a minah. We don't have a mitzvah of shteya lechem. That's as this year in the Beis Amigdash. We're going to have the Shtei Alechem that was waved in the Beis Hamikdash. Even though the Shtei Alechem is also the Netzachod Yisod of Ab. Before he said it was just the Netzach and the Hod. Here he says it's the Netzachod Yisod of Abba ki Yedua. It's the expansive Moichen of Abba. There's Ma Matan Torah in the time of Matan Torah and Shuas. Shehema Mizgabrim, which they prevail and become. On the moichen of bina, the afapi, and even though shememena shaydishim akar lemetzias yenikas hagvuris hakoshes, and even though you can ask the question, oy vegevald, if you're bringing in the chametz, the bina, the chametz, this is all a source for the gvuris hakoshes, for the for the harsh gvuris. 
Shabachomitz Vesoir, in Chomitz and Soir, so Bukhur, you're opening up a pin, you know, you're opening up a can of worms over here. You're allowing them in. buddy. It's not a problem. The reason it's not a problem, because that's only when it's not kept in check. Only when the powers of Bina are left unchecked by the by the balancing it with the with the bitl of chachma, then it can be chasrashalom cause um, uh, the the infection. <coughs> but when the nehida abba, when the netzachod yisod of chachma is present and controlling, then the, then the bina doesn't get out of hand. The the fire doesn't get out of control, and then fire is good. It's a perfect balance. Of Ratzay Veshuv, and that's what's needed. This Gabbana Malal said that you can have chametz in the bread, but the chametz is not going to lead to any type of, 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 uh, of an infection. The chametz, even the chametz, goes up to God. It can be elevated, which means even the sense of yesh, of somethingness in the person, that too can connect to Hashem. Because the shtealechem are a state of godless of Abba. The Adar Abba. It's not only it tolerates the chametz, it has to be dafke chametz. Through this year, because only if you have the 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 chametz in it, which means that the the bread is expansive and open, like we spoke earlier, the bina has created this great expansion. Then you're going to have the godless of chachma. Yeah, his and it's going to take the Ratzah and it's going to convert it to a Shuv. Then it will illuminate the, shot, the, the, the godless of, of Abba, as we said earlier. So really the Shtei Alechem is really the culmination of Sfira Sa'imer. Sfira Sa'imer is, this, is the, the development, the Moichen the, De'ema the that opens up. But there is where the two of them converge. You have the... In other words, you have the bina, and then in the shtei alechem, you have both together, the bread and the chametz in it. Which is the aura of godless ta'aba, and the godless ta'aba will only be revealed when there is a keli by the recipient. If the Jewish people would not have counted the seven weeks, they would not be able to receive the Torah, which is the revelation of godless Abba, of, of, of Chachman, an expansive way, they would have never been able to receive it. Now, the Malachim said, The Malachim wanted the Torah as well. And they said, Give you glory in heaven. Now, we see from all of this is that Torah is a very perfect balance of Ratzai Veshuv. Ratzai, there has to be Ratzai, but mainly Torah is occupied with Shuv. That once we're excited and once we capture the truth of God, that we should bring it down into containers and into vessels. The reason why the Malachim said, give the Torah to us, is because the Malachim also are well balanced. They have Ratzai Veshuv. As it says, that the angelic beings, are That's why they felt that they're qualified for the Torah. So why wasn't it given to them? The Altareb is going to explain, because even though they have shuv and they come into vessels, their vessels are not as low as our vessels. They're not as fixed as our vessels. 
because they're not in the physical world. So they make vessels to God in as much as, as, as abstract angels can live in containers. They also have containers. We once learned the whole mind around. They also have bodies. But their bodies are not crunchy, chunky enough. They're not, and therefore their vessels dissolve very quickly. It's like, it's like the difference if I put an idea into vessels, it lasts for how long? As long as, into words, it lasts as long as the words, once you print the words, it becomes more physical, it's lasting. And if I engrave it on stone, it's lasting for thousands of years. It means the Abishtu wants real fixed vessels, and the Malachim can't provide that. Their shuv is not all the way. They don't go down all the way down into fixed, def, definitive vessels. That's what he's, yeah. The Indian who, the idea is as follows. The Malachim are also ready for Torah. Shuam Shachas Ur Abba, which is drawing down the lights of Chachma Bibchinas Gadlus in this expansive way. Because also in the Malachim, Yesh Bibchinas Bittl Sheba Chachma, they have the Bittl of Chachma. In other words, they have it in their, in their mechanisms to have the Bittl of Chachma. To the point where their Ratzai also converts. Nehapach Lushuv turns to a. <coughs> To a, a return back down into into the world. Where do you see that they have shuv? Because shuv means bittel, and we find by the malachim that they bow. Bowing is bittel. But idea of bowing, like it says, and the hosts of heaven, they bow down to you. And even though at the beginning they experience expa- a, a, a powerful. Um, um, powerful bouts of ratzai, of intense uh, um, But yet, when they get very close, it overwhelms them. God's overwhelming light and truth overwhelms them. So they bow, and they lose their steam, and they turn around. Because by them it says, the highest race and return. And that's why they said, Give your glory on the heavens. The lights of of that is in Torah. Because Torah emerges from Chachma. So we have the quality of Chachma of Bittal. But the reason it wasn't given to them, we turned over the page to page 294, the last page over here. Because God wants to have a dwelling place in the low. He didn't give it to the angels. Since the whole nature of the moichen of Abba of Chachma is the, is the water element, the descent of the light from a higher to a lower place, and with many, many containers, Mikalim Shoinim and variations of Kalim, Kiniskaliel, Fachol Sheyash Yoiser Kalim, and the more there is Kalim, more vessels there are, Yoiser Yumshuk Memenu Lamata, then it will stimulate more Chachma to come down, the Yoiser Yen Nigbulo Ur Da'aba, and the more it will limit itself, Bibchenes Akeli, Davke, Davke, and Kalim, and that's what God wants. The, the, the non defined God. Being undefined and being unspecified and not being in anything, God got, I don't know, I'm not going to say he got bored of that, but he wasn't interested in that. He wants to be in the colorful, 
uh, uh, elements in this world. He wants to be in all the variations and in every aspect of life to fill everything, every nook and cranny. And the more nook and crannies we can create, the more he wants to fill. The more, the more specific, the more detailed, the more developed, the more uh, mitsuyar, the more <laughs> designed in, in, in all the infinite possible designs. And obviously not designs that we make up, the designs that the Torah makes up, that halacha gives us, all the possible different ways of halacha. He wants to reside in. Because even in midah, for instance, an emotion is also already, has already a, a, a keli, a vessel. Because an emotion is already more specified than chachma. Chachma is still a pure fluid, pure uh, undefined energy. It, it, here it's already taking on. It's a love, it's a fear. Oh. And 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 also in bina, bina is also kalim, but it's not enough kalim. And chacham is not interested in that. And that's That's where there is already much more kalim. Explained That's why Yaakov Dafka married four wives. He didn't, he, and he didn't suffice with Leah. He wanted Dafka Rachel. He was most interested in Rachel. Because Leah is the, is, is, the, is the letters, words, but words of thought, which again are not so mugbalim. And he wanted to come down into the words of speech. And he wasn't happy with them as well. And at the end he married Bila and Shifcha, which represent more of a concrete keli, bringing it down more into the world. It's the letters of, of the combinations of letters, as we learned in last week's shir. Leah is Torah Shabiksav. The letters of, of, of the written Torah, the Shabalpeh, and the Rachel is the words of Torah Shabalpeh. Shemit may oitzemailis oir abba, because oir abba is so, and here's the thing, because the light of oir abba is so undefined and it's so abstract, so when there is, when, when there is refined vessels, very, very edelah vessels, it can't capture it. Dafka chunkier vessels, dafka the more. Dafka, the higher resides in the lower. It will not um, dwell only in the lower vessels. It needs words, not emotions. And the main idea of kalim, vessels, is down here, Dafka, not in the world of the angels. In the Torah that Shenislapsha which was enclosed basia gashmis in a physical action, physical world, mamish. like the parchment of tefillin, the tzemer the tzitzis and the wool of tzitzis, the sur and a person not sinning in the literal sense, mamish, not some disconnect on some spiritual level, but literally, where your person down here has an urge to steal, kegeza, like stealing, viniyof or in immorality, a person has an urge to do an immoral thing, a forbidden relationship, or something like that. And, and the person refrains, and it's a real physical temptation. That's the idea. And in those physical things, the, the yeah and the no and the physical, those are the kalim. This is what God desired. Which is, Hashem is coming through. We are in the lights of Abba and Chachma Canal. Lias dira b'tachtoinim dafka in the lowest. Perish b'tachtoinim dafka metama now dafka in the lowest place. Neshe ikker hagbalasai. His main 
He wants to come down into Hagbola, into limitations, and that main limitation is only the lowest kind of vessels. The garment may lamata, two things. His main Agbola is only captured when it's chunky kalim. Rather, his main abstractness needs the lower the kalim, the better. Number two, he wants it to be permanent. He doesn't want to be floating around. He wants to be bequias, expressing himself in a, in a, in a, in a, in a permanence. Like a person living in a house. God doesn't want to come over here to, the, to a hotel. He's not traveling. He wants to settle down in a house. Not in a temporary dwelling which he's just passing through. Maybe in heaven, by the angels, God can, can reside in a Ritz-Carlton. Beautiful. But a person wants to have his own home. And the home home is per- permanent. Like a person who's staying in a, in a, in a, in a, in a hotel. As he's passing from place to place. That's why he wants to be down here. Because over here it will be permanent. The more vessels and the more rigid these vessels are, the more defined they are, the more permanent. As I said earlier, ideas will, will hang around much longer if they come into a physical form and, and into, right? As opposed to when they're still just spoken or thought. People have thought ideas. Where are these ideas? They could have been the most powerful things. People thought them. Then they're not here anymore. If they, if they, if they spoke them, they have more... More substance, more kalim, they lasted much longer. But the spoken stuff, if it wasn't written down, God. It wasn't printed, God. Physical. By the supernal angel. The Abish that can't dwell in a kviyas digadira, can pass through them. Even though they have bitl, they have bitl. If they have bitl, God can reveal Himself in them. They can't stay in their bitl because they get re, get re excited and run out of it too fast. So the Abishter is like passing through, like he just he's there. They, they can they can facilitate him for a couple of minutes <laughs> for a night. It can't stay. Because the lights of Chachma cannot be held down only in the most external kalim. And the Malachim are higher. Because their bodies, their Chaymer, their, their material is very refined. Which is far more re- elegant than the Doimim Tzameachai of this world, Hashafel Ki Yedua B'day Lameven, V'zeh Sheheshev Lehem Hashem Kalum Gezel Yashbechem. That's why God answers the Malachim, do you steal? Do you have Yitzhahara? That means you guys don't have any of the concrete Kalim that I need for a permanent residence. B'chol Zeyuvin, Mashakasa B'zoyar. Okay. With all this, we'll understand what it says in Zoyar. 83. This is in Zoyar Chadash Beis, Kufmem Amad Beis. I want to check this up, so give me a second, because when I was learning this, 
I didn't um, <clears throat> when I I didn't really pay attention. I didn't look this up. I was intending to. So give me a second. We're going to be done literally in five minutes. I shouldn't say five minutes. I would say about eight nine minutes. Just give me a moment. Mem, hold on. We have to find it. Do, 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 do. I miss my audience. I miss my physical audience. It's hard to teach without anybody here. I know you, you're all out there and you're watching, but it's not. It's not the same. Mem Ahmed Bayes. Ah, this is Gavaldic. So here it's talking about God descending. It says, This is a Zohar and Parshas Truma. It says, and It was on the day that Moshe concluded, and the Abish decided to come down into this world. So it says, So the Zohar asked the question, Whenever it says, It's always, Means it's pain. There's something painful. Vahaya is is lashon simcha is is a joyful thing. Why to say it was? It was this is the day that God came down. It's the happiest day. And that time that the shechina descended to the earth, there were many um, accusers. The Shekhinah met up a lot of opposition when it wanted to descend. And it covered in darkness, trying to block the Shekhinah from coming down. Begin the loitechas, she shouldn't descend. A thousand, five, no. A hundred, no, I think a million. A million five hundred thousand angels, Bekatrigan, that were um, came to protest. There was a huge protest that was going on. They were picketing. They saying, "You're not going down." Ishtakhalagabah stood in front of the shechina, began to loy techa. She shouldn't go down. And at that time, all the supernal malachim stood in front of God. 
Amaro Kame, they said in front of him, in addition to these 150 that were picketing, not 150, yeah, uh, uh, 150 million that were picketing, in addition to them, or a million five hundred, not exactly what is it, that were, that, in addition to them, all the Malachim stood, and they were saying before him, Marad Alma, master of the world, Kol Ziva V'chol Nahaira, all your radiance and all your light, the law of our lights, is in your shechina. All of our lights is radiating in you. You're going down to them? But by Yishaita at that time, itat kvas shechinta, the shechina strengthened herself. And she broke that darkness. Like a person who smashes. Like a person is smashing heavy chunks. There are chunks of the takes an axe and just smashes it. God just smashed right through the shechina. V'nachtas la'aren came down. Even the chamukulakach, when they saw this, they said, Hashem How powerful are you? Adir Vadai, definitely strong. The Tavris Kama Gezizin, because Hashem broke how many pieces? The Chaylan Takifin and powerful armies. Venachtis La'aren came down to the ground. Veshlitis Pekoila and ruled over everything. That's why it says it was painful. Tzara the Kabila Kama Chaylan Mashirin Beyom the Kalas Moshe. I shouldn't laugh. The pain of the angels up there, that they, they, they first of all, it pained them so much, but also the fact that God smashed through them, that must have been very painful, and, and came down. That's the Vayihi. Wow, what a pshipirush. I'm so happy I checked it out. So now we'll understand what this means. Pirush Adiru inyin goidel choizik vihizgabros. It means a strong lamid al nafsho. It's when... Adir means when, you, when, you, when, you, when you're stubborn on something, neged komaneya, no one can stop you. That the oirin soif that's in chachmah of Torah should go down to enclose itself down here below. In the world of action, to the Jewish people, it should come down in physical letters. The kelim atachtoinim and and such lowly vessels, veniach, excuse me, veniach kolon yoinim and Hashem set aside and and ignored all the higher realms. Now even though being that he's coming down, he had to pass through them. Since he had to bring it into our world, it had to go through the system, and which brings things lower and lower. They're in a higher place. He knew they're going to stop him and pester him and bother him. He, he, he strengthened himself. And he did not shine upon them. As he passed through, he didn't give them the goods. They were clamoring for the goods. He didn't give them the goods. He allowed them to have the external lights. He get, they also benefit from the giving of the Torah. They got the outside glory of it. That came to the Malachim. But the real Chachm of the Torah, that did not, that, that did, 
it was not going to them. That he broke these chunks. Here it says Gaziz and Takifin. But he has a gear, so maybe it says that later, Gaziz and the Barda. It means pieces of hail. Barda, I think, means hail. That's why I took out actually the Zohar to check this up. Where does he say those words? I'm not sure where he says that word, Any case. And when he says that he broke them, was because when he hit them with those, even just the external lights of the Torah, but he didn't adapt it to them, so he just came swooshing through so the intensity of this, he basically zapped them. That's what he's saying. He zapped them with his light. Even just from the rays of it was too intense. It was still from Chachma. Chachma brings Bittel. So he, 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 bittled, he bittled the Malachim in a, in a way that was a little, a little heavy dosage. He gave them a little high voltage in that Bittel. It's the radiance of the Oyrin Saif that's in Chachma. And they said, We're ready, give it to us in a Kviyastik estate. Hashem didn't desire them. The Tavar Gaziz of the bar, then he zapped them with the light. Because he only passed through them. <coughs> that's why it just went right through them. By us, down here, Hashem was giving it very gently. He was giving dosage. That's why it says by Matan Torah, he spoke to every person according to his ability. But over there, Hashem had to go, because they were blocking, and they wanted it, he had to move very quickly through them. So he therefore didn't give it gently. So they got such a jolt of this powerful lights of Oyer Abba, that means he broke these, these, these pieces, these chunks of hail. He knocked them out completely. That's why he destroyed. Many angels were actually destroyed. It wasn't a good day. Basically, you know, in the angel, in the angel newspapers, it discussed a, 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 horrible, uh, a horrible situation that happened that day. A lot of them were lost because of the intensity. That's why it was sad. It was a sadness. It's interesting that the, over here it, he's saying that this is referring to the time when the Shekhinah came down to dwell in the Mishkan. The Altareb is saying that this is referring to the time when God came down and brought the Torah down. So that's also interesting. Uh, maybe this concept of the Zayar is stated more than one place. Not just... It might be more than one place. Yeah. Uberderech Emes what does it say? Okay. And now the last paragraph here. Now we'll understand the idea of the Dalit Kaisis, the four cups of wine. Now is it a wonder? Rebbe says, Pesach by night, he's asking on the four cups of wine. Cups of wine is Bina. Drinking wine opens you up. Pesach by night, there was no Bina experience. It was pure, he says, Katna, small, Chachma. So, we didn't have that excitement. 
Why do we have the mitzvah with wine? Which its root is the moichen of mother. There's many levels in angels. There are those malachim that are in a state of rotsay racing bovad. Now, just that we said malachim have a balance, not all of them. There are those that are just in a state of upward. And they get absorbed above. There is a concept where it says that there is this malchus is called behema rabba, the big, the big beast, the big animal. And it says she drinks them begemiya chada. In one, in one, in one swallow, she swallows many angels. It means that every day there are angels that expire in God's truth. They just their soul goes out of their vessels and they just expire. That means that they have a ratza and they don't have a shuv. They don't come back in their containers. And then there are the malachim who do hold their ground. And we speak about them in davening. Malachim oimdim, malachim that stand. We say. They stand from the six days of creation and they hold, they hold their positions. They hold on to their... To their containers. That's why those angels that are called standing. Right? Now, wine has both things. Because now, why? We'll see in a minute. And because the human has both. Because since the human humans have within them every element of the supernal realms. That means we have both kinds of angels in us. That because on the, on the face of the chariot, on the right side is an ox, and the left is a lion, and the left side is an ox. But each one has a face of a man. The human is in all of them. So the human has to have all those levels. That's why the mitzvah is four cups. Which includes all the levels of angels. That even though we weren't at the time of Yitzhak Mitzrayim, we're not fully developed, but we should have that. Oh, here's the thing. Remember, he said that if there's no containers at all, expansion of Bina. Then, then you can't experience godless Abba. You can't experience the, the, the expansiveness of Father. You can experience it in the matzah. It shrinks. It is uh, vacuum, not vacuum packed. It is, it is zip drived. That, yeah. But the Abishta wants that on Pesach, we should have somewhat, at least like the angels got on the way down by Yetzirah Mitzrayim, they got a little, a, little, a little whiff of that powerful light. They got it a little too strong that it knocked them out. It destroyed them, but somewhat something. So that's why we drink the four cups, because we it gives us a little bit of that of moichet de'ema enough that we should. In other words, Pesach by night we're not settled to receive it like we're going to receive it at Shavuos. On Shavuos we're going to receive it in a permanent way, but on Pesach by night we receive the godless of Abba a little bit as well. We need to have Sphira Sa'imer, then it's going to be able to settle in us and the Kviyas to go away. In a way for these lights of Chachma to come into us, not just in a zip drive, but in a more expansive way, 
in a way that it's just passing through us. I passed over you. I didn't settle in you, but I passed over you. Passing through. We didn't have the Ratzai of the Midus Bishlemus. Until we count the seven weeks. And we first have the Ratzai, and then we can convert the Ratzai back to Shuv. But Har Sinai is where, oh, I mentioned, I mentioned that earlier, that when Hashem told them to stop, that was the Ratzai doing Shuvah. Here he says also by Har Sinai, but it's slightly different, that when the revelation happened, it says the people saw, they stood at a distance. That's the Shuvah to the Ratzai. I'm sorry. And then they were able to receive it in a permanent way. The die, maven, is enough to those who understand. Wow. Okay. Beautiful. Join us next week. I'm sure there'll be goodies. We'll find a good mimer. Hopefully, learn it already in the third base. Amigdash. L'chaim.